you don't believe me. Looks like you don't believe too many sweets can spoil your checkups either. I learned how to do something. Used to smile at him with the silver teeth. Now I smile at her and she feeling me. Who they wanna be? Who I really be? White gold fronts, ain't no silver teeth. Let them speak. White gold fronts, ain't no silver teeth. White gold fronts, ain't no silver teeth. White gold fronts, ain't no silver teeth. Silver teeth, baby. Chill with me, baby. All I ever ask, you keep it real with me, baby. I woke up, looking still in me, baby. You can get a little work before work and you leave, baby. We get activated. Holy with the pack, it's like the pastor prayed it. You don't know me from way back, I'm probably mad and anxious. Said it's Travi, baby. Young and pay, happy eat, they always ask me what the celebration. Life, bitch. Probably in the purse, probably tryna swipe shit. Probably in the birds, profit off a nice kid. Said it's priceless. Finna bust a crown down here, look at how the ice hit. Used to smile at him with the silver teeth. Now I smile at her and she feeling me. Who they wanna be, who I really be. White gold. Hey everyone, before we get into this episode, I'd like to shout out my podcast sponsors, Mediums Collective. Mediums Collective is a Seattle streetwear brand dedicated to building unity and community through apparel and dope events. Their latest project, La Plaza, is a creative night market in Capitol Hill. They have built a strong network of local creators that collectively activate spaces in Seattle to promote and sell their merch. I'm currently wearing one one of their Unity tees. You can find this and more at their website at www.mediumscollective.com or on all social media platforms. When you use the promo code NASPODCAST at checkout, you can get 20% off all their clothes. Once again, using the promo code NAST podcast. Now let's get into the episode. First off, that's a crazy question. <laughs> that's crazy. No, the answer is no. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with uh, the Navajo Prince. Hey, He's whoa. He's a Seattle hip hop artist. He's okay. also uh, a new actor. He went on tour with Macklemore. He was part of Macklemore's residency program. He also did Seattle Sound Off. He's uh, been on BT Cyphers with one of my favorite artists, IDK. Um, he's done freestyles on Sway in the Morning. His new album is out now. It's uh, my pleasure to introduce Travis Thompson. Hey, thank you for having me, dude. That was a fire intro. Well, I love well, that, dude. You, I mean, for, I forgot what I did with my own life <laughs> until just then. You're a, you're, a, you're a dope individual, man. Hey, I'm trying, bro. Thank you, bro. For I, feel, I feel like we've been uh, six degrees removed since... 2019 when i started the podcast this so, is going on since 2019 yeah man three, oh wow three good years. for you you're my you're my uh what? second guest after uh the third year anniversary you went to oh, my cabin hey. for a week okay just bet. chilled man it was nice great. congrats bro congrats thank you on thank three you years, man, for real and uh so basically of course macklemore was the first artist i heard about when okay I, when i started listening to music in seattle mm-hmm. and then you were honestly like the second artist okay and um 2019 i forget the month but i had interviewed deontay hitchcock Oh yeah, and uh, he's fire. He was just on tour with. Well, in twenty nineteen, he was on tour with Wale. And I was there. Yeah. Day, yeah, right? yeah, I was there. And uh, I ran. I was leaving the show and walked right past you, and I was like, and the door closed behind me to leave the venue. I was like, oh fuck! Yeah, so it's the first time I had ever seen you. Wow, but I was like, that's shit! Crazy. Now I missed my opportunity right then oh, and there. Oh, what? I remember you know? that specifically too. <laughs> well, now we here at Numa, dude. That at that point. In, uh, you had just dropped your what was the what was that album called? Bill Reckless Bar- Endangerment. Uh, Re- Reckless Endangerment. My yes, bad. Yes, sir. Now you go. And um, Numos had your album cover like painted yeah, on the they side. Did. We of got the... the side of the all. You know what's crazy is only we only paid for three months of that. Yeah. And then the 
of the pandemic happened and no one wanted to buy it. So I had like a whole year and a half of oh, like free shit. advertising on the side of Numos. You know what I'm saying? And it was what, fire. What is, is that actual paint or how do they even Oh, do that's that? a real mural. There's like a video of like, I think his name's Weirdo Cult. He really goes up there with like paint and spray paint and oh, does that himself. Shit. He's fire. Like, has any other Seattle artist done something like that? Definitely not. Don't forget who daddy is. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. But yeah, no, that that was a big moment. Like, I had never seen any artist from Seattle have a big mural. Maybe, like, Macklemore did it before. I don't mm. know. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And then you see, like, it's it's cool, but also weird. Like, Nipsey Hussle is a huge mural in yeah. Seattle. But I'm like, did he really spend much time hey, I mean, Seattle? it's more of his contrib- contribution to hip-hop, I guess. Like, True. And yeah, no, I didn't want it to come off either like a big mural. So I wanted it to be like the album cover. I didn't yeah. want it to be like my face or nothing. Like, it's sick, it, My first original idea was like, you're sleeping on Travis Thompson. Just mm. imagine a big wall that says you're sleeping on Travis Thompson. Yeah. That would have been pretty crazy, but they yeah. weren't going for it. They wanted the album. It's like <laughs> when like, Travis Thompson, I mean, not Tra- when Travis Scott has a... Uh, He's about to drop a new album. He's like, Utopia is here. Just like very. Like, That's what I'm saying. I wanted like to that. be cryptic. I wanted it to be like, or like, yeah, be proud of Travis Thompson or something like mm-hmm. that. I wanted it to be like crazy and yeah. like kind of make people mad, but and then, they wanted the album cover. And then how did how did you connect with Ade? Because you had Ade on your project. Yeah. And did you had you known him before that Wale show in 2019? I had known Ade because he used to rap by Phil Ade. Like yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, his name was Phil Ade, and he used to do stuff with like Logic mm-hmm. and all that whole camp. So. I've known about Phil Ade, but then when I signed to Epic, he had just signed like maybe like six months or a year before that. Got it. And his name had just, he was a part of like the rollouts that they were coming up. Like he had just dropped the EP when I was just mm-hmm. getting ready to roll out Reckless Tangement. So he, uh, he was just playing in the car. Like me and my friends were playing because he had a song with Lil Baby that went crazy. Like oh, he was just, I didn't know that. He, yeah, we hit, bro, that whole EP, I think it's like something new or something like okay. that. But yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his whole EP was super fire. So it was really easy. And then we just like started seeing each other in LA through Epic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was just natural. That's actually one of like, my better rap friends. You know what really? I'm saying? Like anytime he's in Seattle, he like hits me up and we go go get a drink. That's how my guy. Damn. I, I only know of him because of Wale. Like Wale oh, okay. put him on like a few years ago before that show. Yeah, no, I remember he had a yeah, he was a like the whole logic come up he was a part of. I, had no I believe. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping, but yeah, he's That's fire. Dope. He's and fire. then after that, this might have been before, but one of my first interviews was with Coda the Friend at um, oh, Columbia wow. City Theater. Oh, and wow, yeah, And then you yeah, have yeah. a song with Coda and Kyle. I did, yes, sir, yes, cars, sir, hell you know? yeah, hell yeah. Dope music video, by the way. Thank you, man, thank you. Yeah, that, You know what's crazy about that song is like, it was really just supposed to just be Coda on that song, mm. and I sent Kyle a different song, but I had also sent, for some reason, Park Cars was in that email, and mm-hmm. he was like, sent back the verse, he's like, yeah, bro, just finish the verse, you let me know yeah. what you think, and I'm like, you put a whole second verse uh, or third verse, you know what I'm saying? But that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, I, I heard on an interview you were trying to get him on your previous album and then you had him on Boulevard. Yeah, Boy. I was trying to get him on another album, but then that didn't work out. But then I sent him I sent him like two or three songs, but yeah. Park Cars was not supposed to be in there. But then he put the verse on Park Cars. He was like, it's a vibe. Like, let me know what you think. Damn. And I'm like, all right, I guess I got a song with Kyle and Coda. Like, fuck it. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. Yeah. Coda's a dope-ass dude because he's, he's yeah. truly like, an independent artist too. Like yeah, a lot of people say independent, but they're not like actually independent. Right. Coda is really independent, and yeah. like he pushes that line, bro. Yeah. For real, that's my guy. Let's let's break that down. Actually, let's get a drink first. We're oh, let's uh, do it. Oh yeah, Rainier Beer, please sponsor us. Let please do. Shout out Rainier Beer. Shout out our day, September twenty fourth. Pull up. Yes, sir. Say it, say, say it again to the camera real quick. Shout out our day, September twenty fourth. Please pull up. I'm headlining with the Naked Giants in Georgetown, Washington. Pull up. Hell yeah! And the Naked Giants, they also, um, they also 
performed. I think they got attention from Sound Off as well. Yeah, one. I, I don't know if it was the Naked Giants, but the were they called the Naked Giants? I think they were, or at Might least have, when I saw the article about them. I, it was Naked okay, bet. I remember at the the lead singer of Naked Giants is also from Burien. Okay. We, we competed against each other that night. Mm. Yeah, I think Paris ended up winning the whole thing though. Breakdown. People who don't know what Seattle Sound Off is, what it is. Okay, so when you come to Seattle, you'll see a crazy, funky-looking building under the Space Needle, and that is the Museum of Pop Culture. Mm -hmm. And it used to be called the EMP Experience Music Project. And uh, Sound Off is basically like the youth battle of the bands for the whole city. But it's like bigger than just like a normal battle of the bands. It's like a you get Seattle shows, you get festivals, you get radio play, mm -hmm. you get like maybe like 5,000 for a video, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. guitar instruments, studio time, you know what I'm saying? So it's really just like a pipeline for like the Seattle scene to like find dope kids, yeah. dope youth. And I think I think Dave B won it one year. I think like Raz was a part of it back in the day. And Saul was the, a part of it. What's the age difference between you and Dave B? Uh, I don't know. I have no clue. I think he's like thirty. Cause he okay. Cause he did it way. He did it a few years yeah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. And what year? What year did you do it? I want to say probably like twenty fifteen. I think I was a senior in high school. Maybe I was a junior it. in high school. I don't know. Damn. I was like. Maybe it was after high school though. I'm tripping. I really, I really don't know. Yeah. I was maybe I was like 19, 20. So I might, it might have been like 2016. Yeah. And is it like, are there just like normal like nerdy bands that do it, or do you kind of have like a little bit of a name before you go into that? It depends. It's all over the place. So like some kids have like been playing shows, and it's like, oh yeah, they're gonna win, or like, yeah. oh yeah, those kind of like you know what I'm saying. Like even when I came into it, I'd already been playing shows in Seattle, and so mm -hmm. we already had like a little bit of a name. But like, yeah, some of the kids were like a kid who just him and a guitar from like Vancouver. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, but also he's really dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's really just like a Northwest collection of like talented kids from. All ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Rock, rap, beginners, like, you know what I'm saying? Experts, all that. Yeah. yeah. So let's break down the meaning of independent, and then I want to okay. um, cover the residency. Okay, yeah. So break down the difference between being truly independent and then being independent with, like, a distribution deal or distro deal. Okay. Is that what they say for short, right? Yeah, distro deal. I think... Being independent, like completely, which is like the like the code of the friend route, yeah. which is like the I think Russ is like completely independent, mm -hmm. but that route is meaning like no one is funding anything, no one's putting no bread up, no one besides your like core team is like paperworking it. It's mm -hmm. all like in house, you and your friends doing the splits, doing the paperwork, talking to lawyers, all that, and then like putting it out with your own funding into like press and marketing or whatever the case may be. Yeah, what I like to do. Or what other art, like a lot of independent artists do, is uh, you partner with a distro deal. So like Empire or like A Wall or there's like what's what's another? There's a bunch of them where you could like you really they'll put up maybe a small amount of bread yeah. for like a couple things on the after or or the pre, whether whether it means we'll give you a small amount of money to make the album and then we'll put no money into like promoting it or we're gonna put no money into making it and then we're gonna put some into promoting it. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just like. There's independent where it's all in-house, you and your friends and your team run everything. Yeah. Then there's independent where there's like a boardroom who like sits down every week and they're like, okay, so we got to do a couple things here, 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 and there. Like me, I'm on Empire, but like the EP I just put out, it's a 90-10 split. They don't, they don't put no bread up. They don't put no funding into it. It's really just like, they're just paperworking everything. Wait, what's the, I just what's the split like, mean? Like the 90 versus 10? 90-10, meaning I get 90% of everything. They get 10% uh. of everything. Got it. Yeah. So if it's a distro deal, because you hear about 
the stereotypical like rapper getting like a big chunk of money than spending it on oh uh, yeah, yeah so if it's a distro deal i'm guessing you really can't even think about no nah, like, if you get a distro clothes or anything like you need that money no nah, if that. you get a distro deal it's basically money like to keep you alive until the it recoups itself that's why like for this one for this ep i'm on some like i'd much rather just like put out my shit basically what i decided when i decided that i wanted to go independent was i was like People on the major music, like the major label game, are working an antiquated system. Mm. Like, motherfuckers are dropping like one album a year with like two or three singles for fun. And it's like, bro, kids are forgetting everything by the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to drop a song a month just to keep your monthly listeners of yourself. Like, just to keep your own fans, you have to drop so much. And major labels are like playing an antiquated ass game. And I can't play that no more. I'd rather like throw shit at the wall and then collect on that Mm -hmm. until one of them like goes super crazy. And then we can talk to the major label about like working together. But I don't know, bro. Like, 10 years from now, major labels will be cooked. Like, yeah. It will be done. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's already kind of out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even from when I started in 2016 to now, think about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, without Chance and Russ and Macklemore and these other, and like, you know what I'm saying? And Mac Miller and all these other people, they've changed the whole game. So, like, yeah. major labels are antiquated as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm at. So, where do you, what, you're kind of in a position where you, where, where you, you do have a, a spotlight on you but what do you do to like get to the next level if you do if you're just independent then is it just releasing more music and hopefully you know what's funny is i like i wish i had the answer to that you know what i'm saying like i I wish i really had an answer to that all i can all i can say is that like i was on a crazy up and up and i don't even want to say like we're not on an up and up Mm because we're crazy we're still on an up and up yeah but i was on like a super crazy up and up in 2019 and then i got with the label and it kind of felt like they plateaued me a little bit Mm. just on some like I don't know. I built a fan base of people who want steady songs and videos. And it was like, and then I mainly went to like dropping one project and like two singles a year. You know what mm. I'm saying? It was just like, I built a whole thing. And then you like kind of rearranged the whole thing and like alienated the people who originally fucked with it Yeah, because you wanted to take it to the next level. So I don't know, bro. Like at this point, I don't know what it takes me to get to the next point, but I'm gonna keep throwing better shit and better shit at the wall. And yeah. I'm gonna make money on it with my friends until it becomes what I need it to be. You right. know what I'm saying? So, but what yeah. if you had this mindset you have now, in 2019 would you have would you have a different deal with epic what i tell kids all the time because i had a friend we'll talk i'll I'll tell you his name after this Mm -hmm. shit but he's from seattle and he's popping he just signed a deal he's just first now getting his streams going on tour all that and he was like do i sign a deal or do i not and i told him i was like if you're a rapping ass kid if you're a kid who has a product like be honest with yourself is your product Mm -hmm. really marketable for the whole world and if it's not bro then it's pointless to get up with the major label like if i look at my albums i think boulevard boy yeah that's a major label album a reckless endangerment i don't think that needed to be on a major label i think i could have put that shit out independently and it would have been better for me just some like i don't know bro like you have to like you have to take a look at yourself and your product and be like is it worth the strings that come with it all and i just need to be real with yourself like you know what i'm saying like like, there's artists like Charlie on a Friday who's like, that's a major label artist, bro. Like, he makes, like, records. Like, that's mm-hmm. his whole thing. I'm out here making albums with Jake One trying to rap on Sway. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different lane. Mm-hmm. We're not, our major label conversations are not the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when he's asking me shit like that, I'm like, bro, you're a hit maker. That's what you want to do. Go make, run it up with the label. Kids like me who are just trying to rap and, like, I don't know, I, I have this in this thing inside of me that feels like I want to make art and i'm kind of crazy and i want to rap and i want to i just a major label is not my place right you know what i'm saying or that's what i've learned mm. so it's different for everybody like people get up here on the mic and talk about like oh you should you should be independent you should be a lot of kids can't be independent bro a lot of kids do not have the wherewithal to be independent but 
or the support if, system. If you don't have the wherewithal to be independent, but you want to be independent, there's a lane for you. I don't know. So it's like, it's hard. Whenever people talk about the major label indie thing, I am going to tell everyone all day long, stay independent. Yeah. Throw shit at the wall and, t- and collect on it with your friends until you can turn it real and then talk to a label. Mm-hmm. And even then, talk to a label for a single deal. Don't start cataloging shit. Don't give them your biggest songs so they can give you funding for your next... Fuck that. Yeah. If they believe in you, they'll put up funding for the next shit. They don't need any of your old shit. Don't let any label catalog your shit ever. That was the biggest mistake I made. Mm-hmm. It's how letting people catalog my shit. So this new album is yours. New EP is yours. Everything is mine. Every and everything still is mine. Got it. Even the shit I cataloged, I own it all. Mm-hmm. But when they start putting up bread, there's just so much that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that's a crazy mindset. You know what I'm saying? I don't huh. know. Yeah, and I don't really talk about this kind of shit a lot because I don't get the opportunity to. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the independent. Bring the mic down. Major. A little bit. My bad. The independent major label game is just so different for everybody. So whenever someone's like, "What do you feel about the independent or the major?" I'm just like. Depends on the person. It all depends on the person. Me, no, it's over for that. I'm not doing no majors. Dude, that's a tough conversation to have with yourself. Like, it is I... a tough conversation to have with yourself because, bro, people are like, kids are like over hip hop ass boom bap beats trying to get million dollar deals. And it's like, be real with yourself, bro. Yeah. Be real with yourself. Look at these guys on like Dreamville and TDE who, who are spitting yeah. their, and their shit is dropping and it's like 20K the first week. And to me, that's a W. Mm-hmm. That is a W. That's like $200,000 in the first week. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing. But to a major label, that's an L. Mm-hmm. That's a super L. So what, like, if you're not making, if you're not striving to make hit songs, you know what I'm saying? There's a reason that, like, I love smaller movies, but everyone loves the Avengers. Mm-hmm. If you're making Avengers music, yeah, sign to a label. But if you're making an indie movie that you and a niche group are going to like, why would you even play that game? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so true. Fucking like, you know, Pusha T is like one of my favorite artists. But exactly. I, and I'm like, this is selling 100,000 first month. And it's like, maybe like 50,000. No, he probably sells like 30,000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, makes. bro. Like, I don't, I don't know specific numbers and I hate getting into that, but it's like, it's it's one of them things where even like YB and Corday or like, I don't know, I, I, I'm not even trying to bring up names to like, I don't, I hate when I even talk about, I hate that we've, it's become a conversation of numbers, but I'm just like, Bro, unless you're a person that this label has decided yeah. that they're going to invest years and years into trying to be like this, de- develop yourself as an artist on a major. Le- it's not going to happen, bro. Mm. Throw shit at the wall and collect on it with your friends until mm. you need to talk to them. And even then, when you need to talk to them, it's like, bro, I built this myself. What can you give me? Yeah, I came into I came into the game with millions of streams, like touring on my own, got with the label. And it felt like they just kind of plateaued my shit, just mm. kind of kept it like going instead of like making it go up you know what i'm saying and is there so a conversation with that like did they talk to you about what their plan was or you just yeah like hell, i mean yeah there's conversations but i just feel like at the end of the day me and my friends had a formula that was like organic and you can't remake that yeah with a label you know what i'm saying so i don't know it's like it's complicated every person's yeah. different you know what i'm saying what would you say that formula though was because also if you think about it you did all those like shows yeah i think the formula in the beginning was just uh putting out hella music videos Mm. i was dropping every single damn near every song had a music video Mm. i did a music video for like the whole tape you know what i'm saying so like back in the day back in the back in the day back in like 2016 2017 2018 like i was just dropping and like letting it fly like not thinking about it you know what i'm saying like all of my biggest songs had no money behind them no backing no nothing Mm. and then you get with the label and it's like damn the song that i made in my bedroom that like we put no money into is way bigger than the song with me and juicy j yeah it's way bigger than the song with me and jeezy because it's energy it's magic you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i don't know you can't recreate shit no matter how hard you try so like i don't know 
You know what I'm saying? But you have to believe in yourself, and but also know that but, your music's good. Because I feel like everyone thinks their music's good. Yeah. And if they're dropping all those music videos, it might not be the same as it was for you. Though. No, that's what so I'm how saying. Do you like look at yourself that's, in that way. Even in the game now, like from 2016 to now, it's completely different. Yeah. Like yeah, pe yeah. almost people don't give a fuck about music videos no more. Name one artist that you found off of a music video in the last two years. You found them off the music video. None. Nobody. Like, mm -hmm. but when I came in the game in 2016, that's how everyone found me. They're like, oh, this kid looks goofy as hell. Let me check out his music video. Uh, now it's like kids prefer an iPhone video. Yeah. Like, it's just, we're in a whole new game. So I have no, like, I have no, like, expertise or knowledge on how to peep, how to get, like, as an artist, like, what's the formula? I have no clue, bro. I'm just throwing shit at the wall at this point. Yeah. But I know that, like, every project we put out is better than the last one or it's in a whole new direction. And it... I don't know. It like, it tells, at the end of the day, you just need to keep updating people on who you are and your story. Yeah. And as long as you're doing that and the getting better, it can't go wrong. I, I just yeah. don't know. You just have to throw shit at the wall. That's how, that's kind of how I feel now. Like I have no other like strategy other than like, fuck it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, like I'll have a new song in a month. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. There are definitely systems in place. I guess there's somewhat still around, but there were systems in place that were milestones that showed that you were in the right exactly yeah. yeah but even then it's like what does a radio freestyle mean yeah what does it mean bro like yeah. and, I, and that's the shit like i hate saying it because like i get excited about music videos yeah i love albums i love watching good interviews i love watching people go up and do like radio freestyles but then you look at what kids like and what people like and you're like damn is this really what it is but like i said mm. i'm not an avengers movie yeah. I'm not for everybody. I'm not like when we see an Avengers movie that has to be liked by a fucking like 60 year old guy from Nepal and a 12 year old <laughs> kid from Seattle. They have to like it. Yeah. They are the same. Yeah. You're not going to the two people. That's not who comes to my shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like at the end of the day, bro, I'm just going to do me. I have no advice for you other than throw shit at the wall and make money with your friends. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn. That's it. But that's a weird thing too. Cause hip hop supposedly like the biggest, um, genre and music yeah but then hip-hop artists aren't doing crazy numbers when it comes to like taylor swift or even who is that one girl that blew up out of nowhere what is that olivia one? rodrigo oh, yes exactly yeah, no it's not comparable but like i said like a hip like the new jid album is that in my opinion everybody should fuck with it oh, that shit fire now yeah oh, it's fire like money like all that like super fire you know what i'm saying yes is that album for everybody? No, I put that shit on with my mom and like it's like a break beat. It's like break beat drums and yeah. she's like, "What?" You know what I'm saying? Like because it's not for everybody. So they want our culture, but they don't want our music or what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's just I don't know how to I'm the wrong guy to ask how to like yeah. market and make things big, but all I know is that like I don't know. But People are playing an antiquated game. What what is the difference between like Post Malone and Pusha T is it just because Pusha T is being more gritty and it's like yeah I mean yeah are... but it's like rapping bro it's just like Sonics it's all it's like melodies make you feel good rapping you have to like listen to and pay attention and like yeah. people don't got time for that but I think you listen to Pusha T's new album yeah of course I loved it so yeah. he had who had he had Don Tolliver and someone else on his little Uzi yeah that song is probably not doing crazy compared to even like Post Malone's shittiest song. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and that's and and that was supposed to be sonically. And I hate talking about like this because it sounds like I've just completely given up on like giving people substance, and that's mm -hmm. not it. I'm just saying I've given up on giving people what I want and expecting them to want it too, mm -hmm. or at least expecting the world to want it. I'm gonna put out what the fuck I want, and I'm gonna make a career off of like a beautiful career off of the people who fuck with me. Yeah. 
do I need like I don't know bro like when I came in the game I used to watch the VMAs every year and get excited yeah. and like damn can't wait to be me I just watched that shit the other day I was like ugh yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, ugh, yeah. I do not want to go pull up to that I do not want to like go get out of a sprinter van and my agent is like yelling at me and like that sounds awful yeah. you know what I'm saying but like at the same time like I don't know. I, I still want to play the game and put out big songs. I want to like have a song of the summer. I want people to like sing a hook that I wrote forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, but at the end of the day, I just, you can't like play, you can't play the game and expect to be sane. So I'm just trying to play the game to my best ability and maintain my, mm. you know what I'm saying? Do you think that, think that mentality comes from being from Seattle where it's not a lot of artists that blow up or do, you, or do you think you'd think this exact same way if you were, were from LA or New York or I think I think the exact same way I think being from Seattle gives me a whole like different outlook on it and a different yeah. like what I've always said about Seattle is there's no blueprint right like because you even look at like Macklemore you look at Lil, Mo, Lil Mosey or whoever the case may be they're anomalies you can't recreate that. That's 100%. They're a crazy anomaly. <laughs> they're, they're anomalies. There's no, like, there's no, you can't duplicate that and try to, like, bring it on your own. And uh, so at that point, it's like, at the, what, I'm tr- what, I, what I'm trying to say is you can't duplicate these anomalies. And in Seattle, it's either you're this or you're lame. Yeah. There's no middle grounds. Yeah. So when people, there's, when, when people see people like me, they're like, is, is Travis Thompson, like, blown up or not? Like, when I go outside, right. half the people are like, oh, my God. Oh my God, you're that's so crazy. You're here, and the other half of people are like, "Damn, bro, like, what's going on with you? You putting out music lately?" Mm. And it's like, it's like, bro, if you go to the Bay Area, you go to Atlanta, you go to LA. There's levels to this shit, yeah. and the people understand it. But yeah. in Seattle, it's very much like you're either lit or you're not. Right. You know do what I'm saying? You, do you feel like you blew up in the city before you left, though, or like how I did don't that know? Work Blowing up in the city feels weird because like yeah like we we sell out showbox but like yeah. blowing up in the city is like macklemore did three nights at key arena you yeah. know what i'm saying so like that's what i really it's want climate pledge now climate yeah yeah <laughs> climate pledge my bad but like so yeah I, I definitely think in terms of the city there's not many artists who can do what we do and rep it the way we do and like have the following we have out here like yeah. i could quit tomorrow and make money off of seattle being a seattle rapper yeah. forever you know what's wild about i'm not saying i'm not a macklemore fan Mm. But I respect who he is. But he freaking, when was it? I think this was last summer. He just put on his like Instagram, me and Tones and I are going to do a show outside of, uh, I think it was fucking oh, Throwbacks Northwest or something. Or no, no it was Bobat. his store. It, it was, was right his... next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Bogey Boys. Yeah. Like three hours in advance. And like it was sold out. In, like that's kind mm-hmm. of wild to see shit like that. Though. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So even for this, I, I announced an EP release last or a release party last week and it sold out and that's like mm. a 300 cap venue yeah. and like there's kids with millions of streams right now who are probably on the up and up at a way higher rate than I am yeah. who cannot do that yeah they cannot do that you know what I'm saying like like that's what's so weird about the game now is like I'll meet kids who have a million TikTok followers a million monthly listeners mm-hmm. and then they're asking me for advice on how to make it real whoa you know what I'm yes, saying just cause yes. you know what I'm saying yeah. just cause they don't like you didn't build anything real yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to shit on it because like I want that too. I would love some TikTok success. Yeah. I would love that shit. But you weren't grinding in 2018 for 20 kids in Sacramento. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've never done that. You have no clue what it's like. You have their kids don't got portraits of your shit. Cause don't give your song is a 30 second clip. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like those kids are coming to kids like me. I'm like, how do I build a fan base? And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm right there with I'm how do I how do I give TikTok views? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just a weird Nothing is real, so all you can do is just like be yourself and throw shit at the wall. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Today's advertising as advertising is weird too. Like 
if you throw money at like Instagram or YouTube, you can get yeah. like a lot of fake followers or fake engagement. And then as soon yeah. as you stop putting money into it, it'll like fuck up your algorithm. Yeah. Versus like if you do it organically, it might take longer, but the algorithm like sticks with you a little bit more. Nah, for real, bro. It's one of them things like when you, when you, I don't, and like I said, I hate shitting on kids. I hate shitting on like the. Fuck them kids. Hey, that's not what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> but like, like you might have a million TikTok followers and you might be like, but translate that into a national headlining tour. Yeah. Please do. Like I would like, a lot of people are starting to do it, but like most of them can't do it. Yeah. And like a lot of kids can't even rap, bro. Like. Yeah. Like if if you're in the rap genre, you should still be able to rap. I don't know, it's just no, crazy. Dude, but I'm not trying to sound like an old guy because I'm still a young ass kid who's on TikTok all day. Still, you feel me? But like yeah. at the end of the day, like I've been making music since like 2016, so it's like I've seen, I've I've already seen the game change like two or three times. But you like TikTok? I can't go on TikTok. I love TikTok. I wish I didn't like it for a yeah. long time. I tried to be the the guy who wasn't on it, and then your label is like, dude, like what? Someone told me they were like, someone phrased it to me like this. They were like, if you're not on TikTok nowadays you're basically trying to sell cds at your trunk ah shit and i was like whoa okay bet then yeah let me stop you know Mm. what i'm saying like because yeah that shit is corny as fuck and gross and like pulling out my iphone to be like fucking sucks i hate it (laughs) and if that doesn't feel inherently gross to you you're kind of a lame but that's cool that's neither here nor there but like that's what the game is bro that's what it is and like I'm here to play the game and I'm nice at this game. They're not licking so, like, toilets or anything, right? Fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Like, and it's really hard for me too, cause like, like they'll they'll tell me to like do like do the open verse challenges. And I'm like, so you want me to like sing my hook and then like pretend someone's rapping on the camera while like and then they'll look at you like, yeah, bro, get your money. Duh. And I'm like, I feel that, but at the same time, gross. Yeah. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the game, man. I'm trying to figure out the same way people are. So like I hope no one takes it as me like shitting on nothing. Cause like yeah. I'm trying to figure it out too. If you have a million TikTok followers, teach me. So I feel yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Just twerk on cameras. I just need to do something. That's, yeah, you feel me? Like but like I was saying before, like when you said you fucked with the interviews, I was like, yeah. I need to just be more of myself in the yeah, interviews man. just cause like I just be cooling a lot of times just because I don't want to come off like a dick. But now I'm like, whatever, bro. No, seriously. <laughs> it's kind of, it's wild. Because you've done a lot of interviews. I never say like, no. Just because I, I never yeah. felt like I was in a place to say no. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're dope, man. Like, to the, like seriously, I from Casey Carter, that was like 2016 or something like so that. So long ago. Yeah, it's crazy. To like, uh, to the Sway stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But- I like there. That's one reason I wanted to have you on to talk about a little bit about your come up to inspire people as okay, well, yeah. not just focus on the come up, but like, you know, like I think um, me just saying your Navajo prince is enough to talk about the Navajo stuff because people have talked yeah. about it to you like a ton, you know. Yeah, I get but you. like, um, your your race is not your come up. You're like what you did yeah. to get where you are is your come up. Um, but I feel like I don't I don't know. I feel I kind of feel like people focus on that so much with you and the I come I, up. The, the 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 race thing. I the think Navajo it's thing? I think it's cool well, to be the, Nav- the thing is I never pressed that issue in the beginning of being a rapper just because I was mm-hmm. like I'm also like it was just weird bro like I hate to say like I'm figuring my, I was figuring myself out but like everywhere I went with my homies I was like the white boy and then I put out music and it's like this Navajo kid is dropping da 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 and it's just like oh wait what and I'm not even saying I'm confused because like I know exactly who the fuck I am I know exactly where I'm from and I could show you and tell you about yeah. the beautiful and ugly things yeah. but. Like, I didn't want to press that issue. And so I didn't want to come in the game being like, half the people think I'm a white boy and the other half are supporting me just because I'm native. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to come in the game like that. So now, especially with the Red Dogs thing, it's very much like we're we're like talking about it more than ever and people yeah. are asking me questions about it more than ever. But like, yeah, I don't know. For Like when you're saying, I feel like people focus on it. Just It's, it's more of a new thing. You know what Got I'm saying? It. It's more of a new thing. Just because like, 
I don't know. I never pressed that. I just don't want to come off corny. I don't want to look white being like saying all this native yeah. shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like Navajo shit that just like, but I don't want to come off like I was trying. Right. But do, do you ever, <laughs> I hope this doesn't come off offense. Do you ever, does anyone ever call you like Mexican or something? Mm-hmm. There we go. Everyone, no, for sure. Everyone, I never considered you as a white guy though. For real? Yeah. Uh, see, that's what, that's the thing though. Cause you're brown though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Cause like, I feel like, like brown people have like the race I, I used to say race dar you know what I'm saying of like of like white people it's like oh that's that's a white guy but uh, like brown people they're like you're something I guess you're you're not you know what I'm saying yeah. it's one of them things but yeah like but like I said that's why it was confusing because you said you never mm. saw me as a white guy but in my friend group I'm the white boy wow like obviously they know my dad and shit my dad like everyone mom helped me used to say my dad looks like George Lopez okay but like so that's you know what I'm saying stuff. like yeah but it's so like the Mexican thing of course and like I think that was a part of the reason why like we have such a big following in Mexico okay I have one yeah one Navajo question okay bet um so first of all just to backtrack a little bit and I think I've talked about this on the podcast and people are gonna think I'm super dumb for this but when I was uh, in middle school we learned about Washington state history yeah and I thought that was world history because I was just I'm not into social studies whatsoever I get you so I, I, get didn't, you, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize when they were talking about like the Native Americans that they were talking about like a lot of the Pacific Northwest yeah like so, the Duwamish and, yeah, yeah I had no idea that was you yeah. thought it was just native people as a whole <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no for shit. sure yeah no it's a yeah, that's a thing like I still teach my friends about that like yeah native like different tribes even from the same area are not the same yeah. at all. Yeah. But I, I've met some, quite a few Native Americans lately because we live in Washington and I guess Yeah, that's a it's a very native city and like, but the thing is they keep, they- Like Chief Seattle, Seattle's named after a Native American. Everything about Seattle is native shit. Like every, yeah. like every street sign has a native name mm-hmm. on it. Every street sign, like, like, e- like every, like all these cities, like Enumclaw, Puyallup, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like these are all like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, funny, you didn't think because I make jokes about this all the time, but like, no offense to white trash people, but a lot of these white <laughs> trash cities are named after like like Native Americans. Well, I mean, Americans. a lot of a lot of, of places that you a lot of the white trash places are right next to the reservation. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? That's why. Is there an Enumclaw? Because white, white fucking white pride is in Enumclaw. You know about oh, that yeah, shit? Yeah, there's hell in That is so funny. That yeah, is no, yeah, there's <laughs> there's a bunch of yeah. I've seen some crazy signs over at Enumclaw for sure. But like, the Native Americans I've met recently say you know the n-word nignog or oh, real, of for course real? the real the real word of course I, sure. I, usually, I usually i personally don't say it that often so i say nignog or whatever i get you i get you yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. so are do you guys are you guys allowed to, is that first off that's a crazy question <laughs> that's crazy no the answer is no oh. and if and if any so if, i should be offended when i hear this by native american i'm not what? gonna tell you what to be offended by because that's not my place but if yeah, if, if my native homie said that shit, I'd be like, "Ugh, stop! What? That's not Whoa. you." Like you know what I'm saying, hell no. What? Of course not. At, well, I, it's also oh. not my place to speak for Mexicans, but I don't think Mexicans should say it either. But you know That's what I'm saying? True. Like it's, the, but like it's just one of them things, bro. Like I would, yeah, fuck no. I don't. Right. Yeah, I don't think natives should say that at all. That's so funny. I, I, I was like, I guess they're kind of brown. Uh, either that, don't get me wrong they're brown people I've seen it I've seen it fly and I've seen the black homies not trip but like that's yeah it's not my place at all bro I see yeah that's not my place I've, hey and we checking the homies don't say that shit yeah some people like some people get away with like fucking nab for a little bit or oh, like to college yeah, 69 yeah, that shit so yeah, that, yeah like I said that's not my place man I can't give, I can't have a say in that one that's not my word you know what I'm saying <laughs> okay back on track um <laughs> you're hella funny for that one that was crazy <laughs> so, i feel like that was real shit so the residency you did oh the wow residency. okay bet we jump in okay yeah <laughs> okay yeah pivot right yeah for real um so the residency how long into music were you making music before you did the residency or did you go into the residency not know anything about music and also 
I always make people who, because not everyone watches the interviews where there's been residency people on it. So quickly oh, yeah. give a breakdown what the residency, what the residency is, is and how you got into it. Okay. So like I was talking about earlier, the the museum, the Mopop Museum right next to the Space Needle, they also have a program called the Residency that Macklemore and Ryan Lewis uh, fund. And it's really just like a rap camp for kids. It's mm-hmm. really just like a month-long program where you do workshops, studio sessions, like writing lessons. You go record in a studio. You have Q&As with Seattle artists. Mm-hmm. You go to venues and learn about how shows work. It's really just rap camp. Got it. And, and it's for like low, like under, like, privileged youth you know what i'm saying like for low poor kids you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying right there but uh yeah i was a part of that program when i was like fresh out of high school right. and yeah i think like 2016 and uh what was the question like what what, what about it like, like how how long into making music were, so oh, you, yeah, you answered was, what would, it was now how long i was into probably music only making music for like a year at that point but okay. i've been writing raps for a long time but i didn't like get in the studio till like a year before that got it so i like i had opened a couple shows before that like i had like open for like futuristic and like Huey Mac and like okay. Sammy Adams and shit mm-hmm. at like Crocodile. But I never like played my own show or like done any of that. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So how did you find out about the residency? And like, did that, was that how you got connected with Macklemore? Well, I found out about the Mac, the residency just cause, uh, Macklemore was, uh, obviously just, I mean, who, how, if you're a Seattle rapper, you're going to see what bro's doing. You know what I'm that's saying? True. So like, I, that's how I, came aware of it but at the time my uh engineer and producer tyler dops yeah he was uh he had just started working for macklemore oh. and this is when we were just started putting out music for the like back in the early days so like he would just put my music in his ear tell him about shit like hey what you working on tyler hey you've been doing this been doing this Ooh. been doing this and uh yeah so i joined the residency he knew me from like working with tyler at that point i ain't gonna lie i was probably like past the residency even when i was in it just but i wanted to like Right. be around bro I wanted to like how can I finesse my way into this circle yeah you know what I'm saying so I did the residency and yeah, even when I was there it was one of them things where it was like I was damn near like helping out you know what I'm saying it was yeah. one of them things but uh, that shit was beautiful though because it just I introduced myself to everybody and doing workshops the artists who knew who I was but hadn't met me yet were forced to meet me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it was it was a cool program it was a cool program yeah so it just that's kind of cool. That's why you need like friends on like come yeah, up. Yeah, bro, that, like, it's a beautiful thing. Like that. And crazy. a lot of people love to talk that that Macklemore shit. Like, and I, I hate the how much we've talked about bro already. But like, that's my guy. So fuck it. And he's helped my career. So I'm like, he comes yeah. up in any, every interview. But a lot of people love to talk that shit on like what what has he done? What's he doing? There's a program for low income youth, but basically rap camp. Yeah, that's what he's doing, bro. Like, shut the fuck up, please. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I get it though. If you feel like if you don't fuck with it. I get it. You Whatever. know he's close with them because in interviews he calls him Ben. So if you're a oh, real me? friend, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're friends with Mac, that's one one thing I've learned about Macklemore. If you're friends with them, you call, you call him, him Ben. Ben. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole thing. He, I mean, that motherfucker. I, that's how I need I need to pop off because I've be talking I've been talking about that motherfucker <laughs> since like 2019 or 2018 at this point, man. Yeah. But I feel it though. Like he he was a big part of my come up and it's undeniable. Yeah, and it was cool that you you took advantage of the tour to actually get a Thank following. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot, a lot. He helped a lot of people, and they weren't able to capitalize on it. And then I get blamed for them not being able to capitalize on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How did you? How were you able to maintain that steam with the tour? Because there's, well, if we're gonna keep it a bean, like a lot, like I make, like I got a friendly ass face. Yeah. For the Macklemore fans Justin to like Bieber fuck haircut. with, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I don't throw people off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just especially that white fan base. Like it was easier for them to accept me mm. that's just undeniable but at the end of the day when that shit happened there was no one in the city putting out more shit consistently than me mm. nobody 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was putting out hella videos, playing hella shows. I was spending my own money to go play shows in other cities where I was not making any money. There's like five people there, but I'm like, no, that's the look. Yeah. And that's a bad investment, so don't do that. But like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I I lost my job at the end of that tour, and I was like, I'm not going to be a Seattle. Where are you working? I was out of preschool. Okay, yeah, I, was, like, I heard about I was, that. I was a yeah, parent educator yeah. at a preschool, and I loved that job, but like, they kind of fired me. They like didn't tell me I had to like reapply, and like I was like, bro, I've been doing this for two years. Yeah. Like you always tell me like what? Anyways, like kind of got fired from a preschool job, went on tour, and I was like, all right, well, I make like a thousand a month off of like music. If I can turn this to two thousand a month, I can yeah. live. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just went hard as fuck, and like wow. slept at my parents' house. Didn't, like, if you go to old videos, like I'm wearing the same clothes and my fans used to make fun of me. Mm. But I was like, bro, I spend all of this on music. Yeah. And like, and now I go to the show and like motherfuckers are mad at me because their career ain't working out. And I'm just like, look at your fit. Yeah. Look at your, like, yeah, for sure. Like, get your shit together. Get your priorities together. <laughs> You're drunk on Capitol Hill all the time, mad at me. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, that's like, that's the, that's the come up for sure. Was that your... Was that your last job then? That was my last job. Oh, was a was a pair was a pair educator on yeah and at Valley View Early Learning Center right by the airport. Damn. So I apologize for saying fuck them kids then. You oh no, yeah, <laughs> no, fuck them older kids. But the young kids, we got let down playing. Wow. But yeah, the uh, that was a great job, bro. Like it, I ain't gonna lie, that's the number one job I tell artists to get. Yeah. Like when I know someone who's like almost full time musician. I'm like, become a paraeducator. Yeah. You can be a part-time. You work in the daytime from like 8 a.m. to 3. You have midwinter break off, paid. Summer break off, paid. Yeah. Winter, spring break, paid. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no music stuff goes on during the day, really. Yeah. I can leave town when I want. I can get a sub Ooh, from yeah. another. I can, what? you kidding me? It was the best rap job. So, paraeducator. Damn. I think Jesus. No, Mero from Jesus and Mero. R.I.P. That group. Yeah, D- Mero from Jesus and Mero was also a paraeducator. That was his last job. Oh shit, that's wild. It was a gr- it's a great job for like coming up. The comedian I go on tour with, he's a he's a teacher comic, so he uses comedy to talk about like the educational system and things like interesting. that. Interesting. So interesting. I've, I've heard a lot of about. Um, that's filthy. That's filthy. You know, it was a that. great job. I and it taught me a lot about the world. Like I used to work at a preschool, so it's like well, now I'll go about my day and I I talk to him like a grown ass man, and I'm like. You're a four-year-old. Ugh. You're just a child who never like t- learned his lesson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, working at a preschool was like the best job, bro. It taught me about everything. The world yeah. is a preschool. And what were, what were you? Were you cool in school, or did you like do good in school, or what like was... as a student? Yeah. Uh, you mean cool in terms of like social Maybe standings? Like, yeah, cool as like were you a cool kid, and right. and like were you good in school, or were you like a bad kid? I've always described my like high school experience of like. If you ask kids who went to my high school, they'll probably tell you I was a cool kid. Yeah. But like, even with the cool kids, I wasn't close with none of them. I was just yeah. like a kid who skated, so I was just everywhere and I was in every group. Mm-hmm. I was in every friend group, you know what I'm saying? Like, And that's why I had so much time to do music shit. I didn't really have like a best friend. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't have like a good friend. I was just like with everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was so like, yeah, I, I was I definitely liked. I was definitely kicking it with the popular kids, yeah. but I thought they was corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's one of them things. I was a skateboarder. So it's like, I would show up with my skateboard to school and I didn't really give a fuck about none of it. Mm-hmm. As a student, like I said, I was terrible, bro. Like, yeah. I was good up until like seventh grade and then like weed and girls girls dropped. And I was like... Wait, you, did, <laughs> you smoked in seventh grade? I smoked at 11, bro. Oh, shit. Well, it's because I started skateboarding and like as soon as you go to the skate park, weed is right there. <laughs> That's where the bad kids are. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know what's crazy is now it's way different. Like now... Oh, I just dropped my shit. Now it's way different, bro. Now it's like you go to the skate park and it's like kids and 
in like baggy pants asking each other their pronouns and shit you know what i'm saying no it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing that's that's how it should be bro that's how the world should work but when i pulled up it was like you listen to fallout boy that's gay hit this blunt you know what i'm saying yeah. like and i was like yeah. 11 years old so it's just a very different world so you now. said the skate park got soft is what the skate saying. i'm not saying the skate park got soft the skate park got way more accepting but uh yeah i was just that but like i said i was a terrible student bro like i just wouldn't show up yeah i was a good i was a good smart kid like all the teachers would like get on me all day long like you're you're a straight a student like you could be just apply yourself just apply <laughs> yourself bro and i'm just like yeah but like four locos and like we like what like you know what i'm saying so like uh <laughs> i was an all right student but and i was like sort of a cool kid i guess i still have never seen a four loco in person you've never seen a four loco uh -uh. in person we should have cracked the four loco do what? they have i thought they were banned or they're, they're it's a whole different formula they okay. yeah they can't like a four loco from like 20 you have cocaine 20, in it and then from like 2012 a four loco. i remember i was in seventh grade and i had this girlfriend named kyra and we you had a girlfriend in seventh grade yeah wow, she was man. fire too back in the day like she was one of the more popular <laughs> girls and uh we this is crazy when you talk about her family is like fans and shit they're gonna see this shit but we like got super fucked up by her friends i drank like two four logos in like an hour i don't know when what, i was like 13 what is i don't know like the measurements or bro anything. you should not drink one four loco <laughs> you should not drink one i drank two in a matter of like a couple hours oh my god and i was throwing up for a day ah it was bad bro it was so bad and that was back when like it was like an energy drink too so your heart is like palpitating while you're vomiting oh my god it's crazy. it's crazy <laughs> shout out for loco though damn one time i think this was last year i went to this artist retreat and mm -hmm. this guy pulled out a whiskey cold brew so it was literally like coffee that tastes Ugh. like and so you didn't taste the whiskey at all Ugh. i drank so much and i died the next morning yeah that's a that's a rough one yeah. brother like anytime you combine something so you don't taste the alcohol it's always you, yeah dangerous. if you're involving cream and sugar uh. into your alcohol oh, bro. That's a good, someone was telling me that it doesn't if i i'm pretty sure sugar affects a hangover someone oh, else was 100 percent. hell yeah yeah that's why like the champagne and wine hangovers are like right oh there. those suck bro yeah. i'll take a tequila or whiskey hangover over over like a wine because it's cleaner i guess that's yeah like, vodka. isn't vodka like the cleanest or something i don't know i've never had a i haven't had a vodka hangover since i was like 13 14 but like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i don't know but yeah like now i'm now i'm straight tequila and whiskey yeah. that is wild i don't know but you know what's crazy is like yeah people say, i'll say that shit and damn near people like it's either funny or like i remember i said that at work one time when i was like when i was like 16 i was like yeah i started smoking when i was like 11 and this lady was like are you okay they're like you need cps are you okay <laughs> yeah and i'm just like bro like i had a great life like my parents i had both my parents they were on my ass all the time about being yeah. a good kid you know what i'm saying like and i hope like it doesn't come across like i was like this wild delinquent with with no like it's okay regard for it's you know what i'm saying like i had great parents it was yeah, i had both my parents and they were dope like my, my mom hid that she smoked weed and i hid that i smoked weed oh. she was i didn't have one of those moms that like let me smoke or nothing dude which that, i which i'm kind of proud of your fucking cut video with your mom she's a legend bro me. she's a legend i know yeah <laughs> i yeah that video is wild i think yeah i think she said she drank when she was pregnant with me in that in that, <laughs> in that interview just and a then, beer or two <laughs> just a beer or two. and then it came out and people were like what the fuck Damn. yeah it was funny as fuck it was funny as fuck it's funny too i feel like rappers are like always like talking about their mom and in songs mm -hmm. and stuff that's cool to see that you're like close it seems like you're oh really yeah close hell to yeah mom. i was on the phone with my mom on the way here bro like that's hell the yeah. homie and like she's like i'm nervous i have a nas podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah real shit but uh she 
she comes to every show. Yeah. Like the fans know my mom. The like my the I, every Seattle rapper has met my mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she'd be out. Even if a Seattle if a Seattle rapper don't like me, she'll walk she'll go like pull up to the show and be like, What's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Why don't you like my son? Yeah, for real, real <laughs> shit. It's one of them things, but she's she's cool as fuck, man. Like, both of my both my parents are cool, bro. Like my dad was a poet. My mom's just like a super hard businesswoman, like mm-hmm. a hustler. So like yeah, and and they I, were supportive. I cool. or? Yeah, they were mad supportive. They in the beginning, it was a little more of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say it wasn't supportive, but it was more like, all right, this is you got four years to be a rapper because we let your sister do four years of college. Oh, they didn't help. They didn't put no no one. My parents never funded no merch, yeah. and I, it's not like they had bread to do it either way. Like my parents were broke, but like I said, I was part of the low income residency mm-hmm. program, but. uh Red, the reservation residency, residency it's all res man it's all res <laughs> it's resed out but uh they let me stay at the crib for four years which yeah. was like a blessing I, I only needed like two or three i only needed okay. like two or three but yeah they were like we'll let you stay here rent free for four years mm-hmm. and i was like all right bet i can put all the money into music yeah you know what i'm saying so like yeah that that was a beautiful damn blessing in the beginning to be able to just like go home and like not to worry about rent yeah, yeah. what was that what was that schedule like for you then were you like Writing in the morning, music videos oh, in the man, afternoon. Oh man, it sucked. It was well, my before the preschool. The preschool job was great. That was when I was like, kind of like a Seattle rapper playing shows and shit. But before mm-hmm. that, I used to work at Charlie's Produce. Oh, and oh I, was, I know that. Company. I was a, yeah, I was a repacking guy. So like, I would take I would take the pallets full of like cherry tomatoes over to the, over to the line, and me and a bunch of old ladies who don't speak English <laughs> yeah. would like have to pick moldy tomatoes out of a box put better ones in slide the box down yeah. at like 5 a.m to like 3 p.m every Damn. day it fucking you're a cog in the machine dude it, I, there, I, there was never that that like six month period i've never been more motivated to be a rapper wow. like i would be at the studio till like 3 or 4 a.m and then take the bus to charlie's produce yeah. work until like 3 or 4 go home sleep go back to the studio like i was really like i hated life you know what mm. i'm saying but like it taught me a lot bro like and it sucked too I got, I used to work at that repack job, and I when you're a man at the in the warehouses full of like old ladies who are like immigrants, yeah. you're the one who has to do everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like they there'd be big ass like boxes and pallets, and yeah. then and the guys there knew I rapped, so they'd be like, "Hey, you're the rapper, right? You're the rapper, right?" And I'd be like, Pick "Yeah, up the goddamn box. yeah, I'm the rapper." They're like, "Go rap, <laughs> go rap the pallet. Got pallets for you to rap." And uh, yeah, they used to call me Macklemore and shit, bro. I remember all that, bro. Everyone oh, who worked at Charlie's shit. Produce. Fuck you, man. Real <laughs> shit. If you worked at Charlie, fuck you. Real <laughs> shit. No, my mom worked there. She hooked me up with that job for real. Oh, but so shout out my mom. But everybody else, man. Fuck y'all. God, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, real shit. So do you do you feel like your come up was pretty early though? Because it was like early twenties that you started seeing success. Or do you think? Yeah, did I, it feel like you put so much time into it? It didn't feel like it was I turned, like something. I turned twenty one on the Macklemore tour, okay. and that was when, like, I yeah, twenty one is when I just began making money as a musician yeah before then it was like i was like make little checks but it wasn't like yeah real but when i once i turned 21 it was when things kind of changed but you don't you don't you feel like it was all this is such a terrible way to it was it a quick come up though is yeah, what you're you, saying do you feel like it was all deserved or undeserved that early or what do you how do you feel like when you look back on it i think hmm i would say that like macklemore took me on tour probably a little early mm-hmm. i only, only had like three thousand followers i didn't really have like but at the same time, even before that, like we were putting out hella videos and hella yeah. like I already had a song with a million streams when we went out. Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? So like a lot of kids couldn't say that. Like, so 
what I think is undeserved, fuck no. I work really, really hard and my team works really, really hard. And like people would, people can't even fathom the amount of shit. Like, I don't even talk about the shit that I do or like, like there's, I forgot about more things that I've done than people can even think about doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, like flex, even, flex, even when flex. I'm on, even when I'm on the label, bro, like I'm fucking renting my own car to go do radio runs and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your people are not like that. You're yeah. not like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would never say it's undeserved. Was it quick? Maybe in a Seattle sense, but I'm still trying to come up. So like, no, right. you know, yeah. it's not quick at all. I'm like half a decade in. How does it? Okay, so when people look at you, they're like, "This guy blew up out of Seattle. Yeah. He has all these followers, all these streams." <laughs> what is? What are like the realistic? Like break it down. Like what is? How did? What is streams and having a lot of followers really do for you? Well. I guess I'll go back to the I'll answer that second but I want to before that is you said like was it kind of quick I mm. will say like even like when I did the BET cipher I got that because Davies canceled mm-hmm. and I was on a label yeah so like was that deserved I don't know but I worked my way to get on a label to have that you know what I'm saying yeah, like 100%. that's why you signed to a label yeah for a little shit like that yeah so like in terms of undeserved or being too quick, fuck no. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was the second part of that again? Not bad you said. Like, what is the realistic? Oh yeah, what is having millions of followers and millions of streams look like? Well, when I first came in the game, or like when I first started coming up, I would have like, I may mean, have like one or two songs with a million streams, mm-hmm. and at at that point, I probably had like like three to five thousand dollars in my pockets at all time. Mm-hmm. But like that was just come and gone money. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I was good enough to like always like kick it. Yeah. And like be straight to kick it and make bills, but like it was not good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, bro. Like it all de- it all depends on how you run your business. Cause like I said, bro, like you have a million streams and a million followers on TikTok, but if the business is foul, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're even if you're making money on something for a year, there's no guarantee that the next year is gonna make that same kind of money. So mm-hmm. like I don't know, bro. Like I don't know. It's a facade, though. A lot of this shit is a facade. A lot of this shit is a 100%. facade. A lot of these kids are signing deals, getting the 500... Their, their deal is worth a million. They didn't get a million. Their deal is worth a million. They probably got like $300,000 advance. They are living in an apartment in LA, keeping up with the Joneses, and just like trying to save that money and let other people spend their shit, or let other people fund their music, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing, but like... Not everyone's a millionaire, bro. Yeah. Not everyone is a millionaire. And even millionaires are stressed the fuck out yeah. trying to maintain. So it's like, I don't know, bro. What is it what does it really look like to have all that shit? I don't Yeah, like cause like when you said like how did how do when you, if you ask me how to like come up or something, I feel like it damn near feels janksy to even tell anyone give anyone advice because I'm like, bro, I'm trying to figure this shit. I'm trying to touch a million the same way you are. Yeah. And if you feel like I'm at a different place, you could get to my place tomorrow and shoot past it. Nothing means anything. Yeah. Travis still lives on the reservation. <laughs> I do not. I do not still live on the reservation, but shit. My family does though. Hell so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my family does like, and my goal is to get them a nice, I'm not, I'm not trying to move off the reservation. But like, can, you, can you, can you, you're I'm enough. trying to get them a nicer house though. Tell you that. You're enough to like live on the reservation if you want. Uh, no, like, I'm a cool. full blown tribal member. Okay. With like pay with paperwork for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm good for it. Yeah. I've, I've ran around for defiance. Motherfuckers know are my family out there. Yeah. I, I heard this couldn't, might not be true but i heard that like what happens is if you start to marry people and have kids off the reservation like the bloodline becomes smaller and then like the government's able to take back that land if people aren't able to live on it shit i don't know that's crazy i mean 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have oh. no clue. That's crazy. Yeah, I sometimes I get bummed out though. Like I'll think about how like I'm definitely making my bloodline a little white sometimes. Yeah, because don't aren't don't you guys think about? Isn't that something you're supposed to like think about? Like you're supposed to marry on the res or something? Like isn't it kind it of depend- frowned upon? It all, well, it or? all depends on it. It's all like you said. How every every tribe is like completely different. Yeah, it all depends. Got it all it. depends. Like like my family is very much like my dad. My mom's white. Mm-hmm. Like my dad married a white woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like. My family is not like my dad right. was the first in his family to go to college and shit. So he's very like against the norm anyway. Right. Like they were not like my girlfriend now is like the first like white girl I've ever fucked with. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like it was it's very like was they're Native not Native American girls before that. No, honestly, not in with Hell Native American girls. Like like wow. obviously on the like on a girl residency and like not in Seattle. They segregate them a little bit out to like Muggleshoot and oh, okay. Marysville and shit. But uh, but I don't know like. That's not something I think about though. My family was never like that. My right. family was never like. But yeah, like I, I don't know the specifics of that though. Yeah. And there's definitely natives who are watching this who are gonna be like mad that I don't know like, <laughs> like that. But hey. what about like, so are 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 you the Seattle's champion or the reservations champion? First off, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm the Travis Thompson champion. I'm the. Yeah. I'm the Berean champion. I'll tell you. I'll take that. In terms of being like, I don't know. There's never been a Navajo rapper who's taken it to the levels I have. I don't think so. I don't right. think that's ever existed. But. I don't know if you think about that kind of shit like it 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 hinders you it like stops you like right. the minute I start thinking about I'm the first native to do like I'm done <laughs> you're done I'm done you know yeah. what I'm saying the first minute I start trying to be the guy I'm the lame ass guy I've right. never wanted to be the guy I never wanted to be Seattle's rapper Really? You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, everyone, look how everyone's fucking mad at Macklemore all the time. Everyone's annoyed at that motherfucker all the time. <laughs> okay. I don't want that, bro. Like, oh, like you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, and I love, do I want the M's? Yeah, for sure. Maybe, like, maybe, like, the M's would, like, make that shit not matter. So yeah. I mean, he, that's why he's probably fucking chilling. But, like, I never <laughs> wanted to be the guy, ever. Never mm. wanted to be that shit. I just wanted to contribute and, like, make dope shit. You're just Boulevard Boy, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> but, like, that's why I came in the game pressing the Burian line so hard. Yeah. Pressing the Ambon Boulevard shit. Because I'm just like, yeah, hey, I'm over here, but I'm not trying to be the fucking. I don't want to be. Like, have it, bro. If right. you want, you want to be the biggest rapper in the world, fucking take it, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna throw shit at the wall and try to be it, but like, I don't fucking care. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so are you always Boulevard Boy, or is it just for that album? No, I'm always <laughs> a Boulevard Boy. I've been the the Goodwill, and you know that Goodwill Jack in the Box and Beery and that little park. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you yeah, did, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's basically my playground. You know what okay. I'm saying? That's where I grew up. Like that. I'm not gonna say the exact street yeah. and like where my fam is from but like and what's their social security number yeah i was gonna say (laughs) but like that corner like 128th and bomb is like my childhood so like yeah i've always been that right so you're you're really yeah so it's like important to talk about where you're it's yeah like i'm a native kid and i'm a seattle kid so it's very much like being native you're gonna you're gonna learn where i'm from everywhere i go Mm -hmm. and especially being from seattle you got that chip on your shoulder like we're the west coast we're a cool city we're a major you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah where i'm from has always been a huge Cause that's bro. I remember when I first flew into New York. Even when I get off the plane in New York, I feel like, oh shit, I am from Seattle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, I'm from the West Coast. They yeah. are like, I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I like that shit. I like taking that everywhere I go and being like, yeah, I'm Seattle the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little edgy. It is edgy. Not even edgy. It's Maybe. it's on some just like on. Some, it's just different. Yeah. Like I pull up and I'm I got way better weed than you. <laughs> like I got a good I got a good hard shell rain jacket on. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to West Coast music, but it's kind of weird. Like, and you're like, what's going on with this guy? Like, mm-hmm. I got a nose ring and shit. But it's like, that's why I like it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I like, and that's the that's the hard part. A lot of kids from out here have no pride in this shit. And then it, they think, a lot of kids have no pride in Seattle and they think 
not giving a fuck about Seattle is going to propel them. And like, oh, if I look like I'm from L.A., if I mm. look like I'm from the, you're fucking lame, bro. Like a lot of people don't claim their city until they go gold. And that's yeah. fucking embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like that shit is it's like it like works backwards on itself. Mm-hmm. Like I've repped Seattle to like a detriment almost to the point where it's like we get it, bro. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm having to make up for a lot of kids out here who are like embarrassed of it. So what what made you have that mindset to like want to rep it so much versus being like oh I want to be in LA? I think it's because I I come from I'm like I started getting into Seattle music like a little before my the rest of the kids my age did. hundred percent. So like I was I remember going to Blue Scholar shows. I remember going to fucking Macklemore and Saul shows yeah, and fucking yeah. like like Common Market and shit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I remember that. So I've I've always carried that with me and I was excited to be a Seattle rapper. And then as soon as I got into high school, it was like we're on SoundCloud now, bro. Fuck this Seattle shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's just one of them things where it's like I'm in this weird median group of like being like a young ass kid but also old enough to remember like the scene. Yeah. So you were a SoundCloud artist at one point? Or uh, yeah, I'm, I was definitely a SoundCloud. Like my Need You and Father Forgive Me went up on SoundCloud and those kind of oh, like okay. helped, helped things out. Got it. Yeah. And, but SoundCloud doesn't have the same impact. Not at all. I, no, that, I shouldn't say that because people at SoundCloud like follow me and shit. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah, none, like that shit's kind of dead now. Would you right? say SoundCloud was like TikTok at one point? Like the virality? Maybe, maybe. I think SoundCloud didn't, reach the levels that tiktok has like immediately but mm. but soundcloud was very pivotal and important like 2016 was a beautiful year 2017 beautiful because of soundcloud yeah because that was like the first time you could just release stuff on yeah man it was tight it was very much like because a lot of like a lot of coming up is doing different shit but doing cool shit yeah. and like Bandcamp. My, I'm sorry. It's not cool. Bandcamp's not cool. Yeah. Like when you drop, like I hate doing that because like oh I got a lot of friends who drop albums on Bandcamp. Just be real with yourself. It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool to like. And who gives a fuck about being cool if that's how you feel? Who cares? But back in the day, SoundCloud was cool. It was like tight to drop a song on SoundCloud. It yeah. was like yeah, no, I don't give a fuck about Spotify and app SoundCloud. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But now you have to just play where everyone's at and no one's at SoundCloud mm-hmm. no more, I feel like. I heard yeah. you li- um, talking about like listening to like Green Day and stuff yeah. your skateboarding. Yeah, hell yeah. That's right. Green Day and Good Charlotte and like Fall Out Boy and Blink-182 were some of my favorites. But I also feel like hip-hop and skateboard culture went hand-in-hand mm-hmm. as well. Like, um, Yeah, like I, I remember watching videos or like movies back in the day and there'd be like the skateboarder character would have like an all-black rocker fit on with mm-hmm. like a chain wallet yeah. and shit. And I'm like... I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> All my, like Hollywood's this, interpretation of it. You know what I'm saying, bro? I, when I like I said, I went to the skate park and I showed people my iPod and I had like Green Day and Fall Out Boy and like Good Charlotte on it, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And then like that's like, but I I didn't know what Dat Piff was until like the first week I started skating. Yeah. And then immediately I'm like, "Oh, mixtapes? Oh, okay, bet that's what we're doing." Like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, bet. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just downloading all these Wayne Flocka, like all these crazy mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of LA underground shit too. Like. That's what my friends were into. So yeah, the skate park was like where I found hip hop. Yeah, that's why. So yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, I uh, I had. Do you know who Dale the Funky Homo Sapien is? Hey, hell yeah, of I had, I had him on the podcast and like he was like you one Dale of the, the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, oh, that's fire. He's a flex. Yeah, he's dope. <laughs> he's legend. He was like one of those artists that really his music was very pivotal in like the skateboard. Hell yeah, the, like and yeah, and before like I'm only talking about my experience. Like my manager, he's like 40 and he grew up on like the 411. Yeah, the same manager since like he started. Uh, I've had one of them's the same. One of them's the same. And his, his name's Benner Hall. He's from New York. Okay, but yeah, but uh, he he was like he came up on like the four eleven videos, the shorties videos or whatever that mm-hmm. had all the hip hop and shit. But I I didn't get into hip hop until I went to the skate park. Got it. Yeah. So 
you did the residency, you did sound off, you're already making music for a bit. How did you went start? Went on tour. Went on tour. Yeah. How did you start forming like a team, like a management, and how okay. did that lead to get into a record deal? Well, in the beginning, I knew, I just, I, I remember I saw somewhere that you needed to have a team. Mm-hmm. Like no matter who it is, you have to have a team. And uh, my my first manager, Sheldon Harris, he was a, he was a rapper at the time in Seattle, him and Tyler Dops, my like right. producer, and they were a duo. Chell and Harris Tyler Dobbs and they were like they were opening for like G-Eazy and Logic and like the like you know what I'm saying like the college tours and shit so they once they kind of like stopped being a duo I kind of like jumped on to their I, I got the things they would have got booked for mm-hmm. I got the you know what I'm saying so I met Sheldon I'm fucking up this whole story let me start let me start at the beginning <laughs> yeah restart it when I was 16 I had a podcast Oh, called Poets of the Podcast. I rem- I do, I remember. I checked out some of those old exactly. Episodes. It was Poets of the Podcast, and I was just like, "Well, how I go to Seattle shows all the time, but then like after the show, I look like a weird kid with a backpack. No one wants to meet me. So okay, I'll just start a podcast. Fuck yeah. it. So started a podcast. Started and you know, like Seattle rappers love to talk about themselves. So mm-hmm. like, so like started doing interviews and shit. And that was just how I got, I started going to the shows. People knew me, and I was like at the shows, being like, "Oh yeah, I rap too." Da, 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 da. Started putting out my shit, and then one day I put out a song. The homie Sheldon, who was rapping, he yeah. was like, oh, that's kind of fire. And I'm like, it's kind of fire. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm fire. Yeah. Anyways, he's like, well, do you like want to w- record it for real? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to record it for real. Like what? And he's like, well, I got people in the studio. Da-da. He introduced him. Then he brought me to Nima Schemes and Elon Wright. Yeah, who I had the, Elon on the pod. Yeah, who had the Ruby Room back when it was Macklemore's old studio up in the North End. So I went there and then he just started taking me after school. So this is just like my friend Shelton who's like kind of like transitioning out of being a rapper yeah. and like helping me become a rapper. Yeah. And I was just like, one day I was like, bro, I need a manager. Like, I don't know what being a manager is, but can you just respond to emails? Cause you know how to respond to emails. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got you. I can hit, I can hit up certain people. Like I still got like little playlist contacts or blog contacts. I can just be like, Hey, my friend does shit. Mm-hmm. You will fuck with it. So that's how it started. Um, and then I had another friend named Dylan who was living with campaigner. Yeah. He's, and he was just sleeping on his couch and I'll go to Campana's house like every day to smoke. So I'll oh. just sit next to fucking Do you Dylan. guys have any songs out together? Campa- me and Campana, we have a couple of songs. I don't think they're out. Oh. I don't know. Me and TJ are like actually friends though. Yeah. Like we don't, I don't, when I'm with my like friends, I don't think about music. Like right. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, or if, dude, I get the, cause you know why you don't think about it? Cause you do it full time. The same thing with me. Like I don't want to connect over a podcast or like yeah, going to a bro, studio because like, I already do that full time. And I think I think a lot of people will learn that like I'm not I'm not hella fun to like make a song with. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I don't I was there was never like studio sessions where I'm like, oh yeah, hop on this or like nothing. I'm very meticulous. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we don't we we'll we'll make a song though. Like, wait, am I on a song? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh-huh. We'll figure it out. I I've I've definitely recorded with him, but I've never I don't know if anything's came out. But he was my friend Dylan Fout was living with him. Hmm. And I would just go over there every day. His house was like the clubhouse where we would just link up and like everyone would show the new songs they made, show the new video they had just made. Like it was just like an art house. Mm-hmm. So me and Dylan clicked up. He didn't have a camera, but I I saw he used someone's camera to film a video and I dropped my song Father Forgive Me and I was like, I need a video. Yeah. He was like, Well, if you rent a camera, like or if we rent the camera from my friend Pants, we can make a video. Mm-hmm. So we went down to fucking Portland and shot a video with like the homies camera and he knew how to edit. And so I was like, okay, bet I got a manager. I got a video guy and Tyler was producing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got that. And then I had a homie named Jordan who, uh, uh, he was my drummer 
and he was doing merch mm-hmm. and shit too on the side just because he wanted more involvement mm-hmm. rather than just like showing up for a show and playing drums yeah you know what I'm saying? and now he engineers and like produces sort of now but yeah those those original four like jordan shelton dylan tyler and then uh benner my other manager from New York. Yeah. I dropped I dropped Hold Me Down and then this guy hit me <laughs> up and he was just like, yo, this song's fire. Do you guys have any blog connections? And we're like, nah. And then he was like, I'm out here in New York. He had crazy followers. Not like a lot of followers, but all of his followers were crazy. And I was like, yeah. oh, this guy's kind of tapped in. Let me, let me tap in with him for real. And then he just helped us put out singles and songs and shit and then went on tour with Macklemore and then after the tour when I got back I was like bro I'm trying to be a rapper full time I need like me and Sheldon kind of know what we're doing but yeah. we don't really know what we're doing my manager Benner Hall he he created this thing called Henny Palooza that yeah. eventually eventually became Duce Palooza I never heard of it Jay-Z put it on okay. Duce Palooza and then they like sold out vent like big ass venues over the it was just a traveling party mm-hmm. it was him and Rory from the uh, Rory and Ma podcast okay, yeah, yeah. They, they had a thing called Duce Palooza and you know them or something right yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Rory, I met Rory my first trip to New York back when he was like second employee at some label. Damn. Yeah, that's my guy. But uh, you know, when I first met him, he was trying to like, no, nah, I'm not even gonna talk about that. <laughs> but uh, he was trying to sign me. Rory was trying to sign me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I once I met Benner in New York at that Macklemore show, and yeah. I still went to dinner with him and Rory. Damn. And they were just like trying to fuck with it and work with it, and I never had people from. New York trying to fuck with me, so yeah. I was like, "No, nah, I'm fucking with them." There and those like Benners became like my uncle. I guess my that's like my family yeah. member. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but he's running the business, and I think he manages he manages Shelly now, and he so he manages the Rory and Paul the Rory and Mall podcast. Okay, and shit like yeah, fuck so, Joe, but I'm just yeah, yeah, that's not my business. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that's how I built the team, bro. It's like just my bet. Like Jordan was my best friend from back in the day. And then Dylan was a guy that was just on the couch at TJ's all the time. Damn. Shelton was a rapper who I started skating with and just became good friends. And then I was like, hey, I've got a team here. And then we like ran it up. Like they were very committed to like the, in the beginning, very to all of it all. Fuck, dude. That's great. That's, that's hella inspiring. Yeah, dude. Thank you, bro. Damn. It was a, it was a, it was a beautiful coming wow. together of it all you know what i'm saying like it was a time it was a time thing too like that don't, i don't know if it could ever happen again just because like all of our lives were in the perfect yeah predicament to like make it work it's supposed to happen it was, it was supposed destined. to happen you know what i'm saying it was supposed to, it was meant to happen and the then sky. and then life is meant to happen you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. so it seems like you're coming up there was a lot of like milestones that led you to in the right yeah. direction but now that you're like independent you have the distro deal yeah how do you know when you're hitting milestones or in the right direction yeah i know you said you like throwing stuff at the wall but like that's that's kind of like insane those were like milestone you got you like that was almost like checking off a list yeah my problem with milestones is they're usually rooted in comparing yourself to other people Mm. so like even with the bet cypher i did them i did that shit and then after it it was like i expected to be like I don't know what I expected, but I just expected right. to be fucking popping after it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was a milestone, but it's just like a verse on TV. Like, mm. I don't know, like, but there are things that you should put meaning into. Like, I remember we hit capacity at Showbox. I'm like, a thousand something people in a venue in Seattle is crazy. I don't care mm. who you are. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially if you're from there. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And then the BET Cypher was obviously a thing. How do I also break I down for know. people who haven't seen the BET cipher? Who's on it? Oh, the, the back when I did it in twenty nineteen, yeah. it was like IDK, Iman, Cash Doll, yeah, Iman Shumpert, Cash Doll, and me. Oh, and King Los and King Los, yeah, King Los, dude, that, yeah, fucking King Los. King he Los does not get the, 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 the he's attention a, he deserves. Yeah, he, I mean, 
Yeah, for sure. He's a character. When you meet, if you met, if you met King Lewis, <laughs> yeah, he's a character. He can fucking spit. Though. He can spit. He can really spit. Like, no, nah, I can't hate on that man at all. But uh, yeah, I did that. I don't know, bro. Like, how do I how do I gauge milestones at this point? Remember how I was saying like a thirty k first week on a major label is an L, but a thirty k first week independently is a W. Yeah, my milestones now are just like if. It, did I do a new thing and did I make the people around me proud, bro? Like, fuck the, hmm. I don't know, like, like, what's, yeah, it's hard for me. Like, I just spent so long comparing myself to other people and trying to be, like, on a trajectory that I thought I needed to be. Yeah. That now when someone's like, well, what milestone am I? I'm like, fuck the milestones. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, but right now I know that, like, I left my label and then within two days, Jake One hit me up to like make an album. And then mm-hmm. Res Dogs hit me up for an audition. And it was just like, okay, these are milestones. Because like, I don't know, these happened organically and magically. And like, I don't know. Milestones should be more of like life markers rather than like achievements. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, at this point we're independent. So everything's a W. So like milestones, I'm like, shit, like the fact I'm a surviving rapper is a milestone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel, you know, like. How do how do I gauge at this point? I don't know. Hmm. Everything's a W though. Everything it's just way better now. Like uh-huh. when you're on a label, you get a million streams in a month, and you're like, damn, I wish that happened in a week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like if I get a million streams in a month, I'm like, whoo! Like I can, I'm about to go to Mexico with my girl. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's lit. You know what I'm saying? Like and that's how life should be, bro. Like where this shit is like, not to be all like, like I don't know, dark, but bro, we're on a floating ball that's burning, <laughs> like. At this uh, one day, the shit will implode, and there'll be a Jay Z CD on the ground, and a, a kid's gonna pick it up. You're like, "Who is Jay Z?" That's what will happen. Damn. This whole thing will explode. So, like, legacy, yeah, it's important, but it's actually it's kind of not. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So, like, at the end of the day, bro, just be a good person and put out shit you like. You and know what I'm saying? Was the epic deal just done, or how did that? How did that happen? So, I had one more uh, project with the label with Epic. And I just wanted to put out songs to just kind of warm up again and like just like release and get shit going. And like they wanted like whole like I don't know like they wanted me to map two years of my life out for having one album left. Mm. And I'm just like, bro, like I'm trying to give you free songs. I'm trying <laughs> to give you more money so you can recoup faster yeah and i don't even want you to put money into it like i wasn't even trying to like i wasn't even asking for like you don't got to put it on fucking new music friday you don't got to put it on most necessary you don't got to email it just let me put it out yeah and i was just getting hella static and i'm like what kind of old ass game are you trying to play you want me to drop one album a year with a couple singles yeah what this is 2020 2021 what are you doing like so it's just like i can't wait a week to get on a phone call to be told no it's mm. over for that. It's over for that. I'm not done. I'm done doing that. I'd much rather make mistakes and it's my fault and throw shit at the wall and collect with my friends than play an antiquated ass major label game any fucking day of the week. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And do you think you'll ever do like a podcast again? Like your own? Uh, I always, I, yeah, I, I don't know. About I would, that shit, dude. I, I, I remember that. I, there's, I remember I saw someone tweet. They were like, I got to get my raps. I got to get my raps better so I don't have to podcast in 10 years. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. (laughs) I was like, that's crazy. But I don't know, maybe. I have to get better at like thinking I have important things to say that aren't like on a beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, when I'm in interviews and shit, I feel very like, I don't know. Everything is so be all end all. If I say some shit, there's no context or like grace for like, maybe I don't feel like that when i walk out yeah you know what i'm saying like i don't know like 
I don't know. I don't have any desire to like, the world doesn't need me to talk on a microphone for, you know what I'm saying? Like Maybe that's pessimistic though. It, it might be pessimistic or the world needs me to talk on a microphone, but the world just doesn't, I don't know. If I feel like I have something important to like offer to the podcast game, yeah. then yeah, I'll, I'll hop back in it. But I had a podcast back in like 2015, 2016 that's before OG. everybody. That's why. I, before everybody. I, I remember it was just like that. me and fucking Mark Marin and no, I'm playing. But it was, yeah, there's there really wasn't that many podcasts back then, bro. Dude, especially not in Seattle. Hell no. <laughs> hell no, bro. Like, I heard you inspired Joe Rogan. That's true. Yeah. Joe Rogan's my son, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. I'm the podcast god. No, Damn, I'm playing. Yeah. I no, but I did. Mark that. Marin's in my Res Dog episode. And I told him, I was like, bro, you know, you like basically invented podcasts. He's like, yeah. And I'm Damn. like, bro, you're like, the podcast gone dude you had video too what do you mean on your you, your old podcast you had some video we had a couple podcast. that had video yeah, yeah but yeah that it was a it was a labor of love for sure bro i was like oh, editing God. them in like school trust shit. me Damn. yeah for sure yeah bro like that but that it at the end of the day that was just a shortcut to meeting people like i, I didn't yeah. have the i didn't have the podcast bug yeah, yeah i didn't desire to like i feel that like be an interviewer or like but now i watch a lot of podcasts so maybe yeah. I'd much rather just be a podcast guest. I don't know. Hell yeah. Because I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but starting a podcast, people, I don't know, the fan bases podcasts get are very fickle too. They're very mad. I feel like podcasters easily can make more money than an artist though. Totally. With sponsors. Totally. And streams and Totally. Yeah, totally. Like think about this. Like, of course there's podcasts with hundreds of thousands of streams, but if you're a podcast that's getting 20,000 streams, that means more to sponsors than artists that's only getting 20,000 streams. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't... Maybe. Maybe I'll hop back in. Travis Thompson OnlyFans coming soon. <laughs> yeah, shit. Maybe, <laughs> shit. I, the the homies talked about doing a Patreon, but I, I don't know. I can't do all that, yeah. bro. That's not, my, that's not my thing. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about let's talk about um, Res Dogs, Reservation yeah, Dogs. Yeah. How did that come up? When was it filmed? And like, I, I want to know like the okay. nitty gritty about how that all came to be. Okay, so... It dropped in 2021, okay. and when it first dropped, I hit up Sterling, and I was just like, bro, I don't know if you have a second season, but anything you need from me, like, please let me know. Like, mm -hmm. if you need a song. I, but, but my head, I did not think of acting at all. Mm -hmm. I was not, what? But uh, I was I was just really, like, hitting them up, saying I loved it, responding when they would post it, being like, hey, this is dope, this is really dope, all 2021. And then 2022, they posted that they needed extras. Mm. So I was like... I reposted it on my story and I was like, hey, tell tell them you want to see me as an extra. <clears throat> but really, I was just trying to get my name in the comments so they would like use a song or something. Yeah. I was not really trying to, not that I wasn't trying to act, I was, that's not something I was set out to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, I posted that in February. I just, I got the screenshot of it like yesterday. Yeah. But I posted that in February, like February 18th. And then a week later, they hit me up saying they have an audition for a role yeah and i was like what the fuck an audition and i still thought it was like a one line thing because it was like my audition was like one scene yeah so i was like oh cool i'm gonna pop in pop out lit and then i do the audition over zoom with uh angelique mid thunder who's the caster and she was like that was crazy that was awesome they're gonna love you oh, like wow. da -da -da, like what the fuck that was great because i had never done an audition before mm -hmm. but i like was watching YouTube videos all week on how to audition, you know what I'm saying? Like how to read scripts and how to like memorize shit. So like, and I watched the show like over and over again to like get the vibe. Did the audition like beginning of March and then I didn't hear nothing until like the end of May. 
Wow. And the end of uh, yeah, because they they, they they told you they told me too. They're like, you should know in like three weeks. So I'm like, oh, fuck, like I didn't get it. Like hopefully they still use a song. Like it's cool, it's whatever. Like but like I said, I wasn't trying to be an actor, so I wasn't like hella hella sad. Yeah. I was just like, damn, I had an audition. Well, I'll get an audition in the next time. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. And then at the end of May, they hit me up. They're like, hey. You got it. If you want to come to Oklahoma in three days to film, like <laughs> it's come through. And I'm like, oh my God, what hell yeah. And we had to like cancel. I had a, I had a, like a private weed show that I had to cancel and shit, but it was like, it was the craziest moment of my life, bro. I pulled up and, but like I, like I was saying earlier, there's not many native act, rappers. Mm-hmm. So like when I put up on set, it was love. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh shit, Travis Thompson's here. And I'm like, what? <sighs> what? Like, I'm on a Hulu, like Hulu and FX are running around in their little shirts, like with little fans yeah. if you're too hot, like getting you water. Oh. And they're like, the kids on the show were all fans. Or like, the main kid, DeFaro, fucked with me. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Paulina, uh, Willie Jack, she, like, she learned, she didn't know who the fuck I was. <laughs> but when I, I pulled up and like we kicked it and we were smoking and shit, and like I showed them all my music and shit, like, the, bro. But on set, like Sterling Harjo, I'm sitting there on set in my chair. And it's like me, Sterling, and Mark Marin just sitting. And then he's like, you know, this kid's a rapper. And he's like, this kid's a rapper. And then he play, He just like pulls out his phone and then like hands it to him. He's like, 20 million plays? <laughs> Would it need you? What the what the fuck? You're a rapper? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're a native rapper? I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? And I'm like, Seattle. He's like, you're a native rapper from Seattle? What the fuck? Like, it Damn. was a trip, bro. But like everyone else on set was like, not to say everyone, but a lot of people were fans. So mm-hmm. it was like, love bro and we did that shit I, i'm gonna go into the nitty-gritty of it fuck it yeah. we did the first episode and i sh- like i was so nervous because i i wasn't an actor yeah. i had no clue what i was doing yeah. but i was like if i'm nervous it's gonna go really really bad so i went in that bitch cocky as hell like you could ask everyone on that set i went into that bitch like like there was a, there, in the first scene i shot like i kissed the kid's forehead and like that's not in the script but i was just like fuck I kissed it. I was like, whatever, bro. Like, I'm gonna, and like the set was dying. And from the first take, it was like, I could do whatever I wanted. Wow. It was so lit. And when I got home after the first day, I'm like, my manager calls me and he's like, how'd it go? I'm like, it's good. It's good. He goes, check the email. Check the email. And they're like, we, we wrote Travis Thompson into another episode. If you'd like to come back in two weeks. I'm like, oh my God, bro. After the first day, they wrote me into another episode. So I'm in episode nine, two in two weeks. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, man. I Dude. I feel like they're testing it out to see how people fuck with it. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> please tell Reservation Dogs and FX that you'd like to see more of Travis Thompson play Tino. But yeah, bro, like, yeah, it was a fucking trip, bro. Like, Whoa. and I was out there for a week the first time and like three days the second time. And just like, yeah, bro, it was a fucking trip. Just like riffing with Mark Marin and shit. And like, it was a trip, bro. It was Damn. a fucking trip. Yeah. And what was your rule? Like, are you a so, rapper or no? Because there are rappers nah, on, the, no. on the show. Uh, yeah, I think the DeFaro's dad's a rapper. But um, but like 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 I said, Sten Jotty, the guy who plays his dad, mm-hmm. the rapper, he's been hitting me up for years to like do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's the native community is so small. Like everyone on that show, I've like almost met before. The guy who wrote my episode, I met him at a fashion show we played together like years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this shit is really like you know, but um. Wait, what was the, sorry, I forgot the original. Like, what, was your, what, what is your? Oh, what's my role? What's my role? Okay, so one of the main characters, Cheese, his uncle gets arrested for selling weed, and he has nowhere to live, so he gets sent to a group home. Mm. And I'm one of the kids in the group home. Mark Merritt runs the group home, and his friends try to break him out. Yeah, and like, yeah, that's the whole episode. And I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just one of the kids named Tino. I'm a like a f- super asshole fat boy who's got like two baby mamas who's trying to get his way out of the group home. Wait, yeah. so how how? How old are you supposed to be in the show? 18. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that crazy like how they 
how they figure that out for like age and TV shows and stuff? I don't know. I think the only unrealistic thing about it is my tattoos are a little nice for an 18 year old. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I definitely, when you look at me on camera, I'm like, oh yeah, I look like a kid for Damn. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, the main girl, Alora, mm-hmm. like the like the main girl, she's 30. What? Yeah, she looks like a young ass kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, like Alora oh, is wow. like 30. Cheese is like 16, 17. Like it's crazy, yeah. bro. So he has a, he has a total baby face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tell, like, yeah. but like it's all over the place Damn. in terms of ages. Because like I pulled up and like no, I shouldn't say these kids are gonna be like stars. I can't talk about us kicking it and like getting wild and shit. But like yeah, we did like shrooms and acid and <laughs> yes, literally yeah we would yeah. But that's not. I'll say what I did. I I was in Oklahoma. I, I did shrooms. I went bowling and shit. I was running around Tulsa, Oklahoma, like by myself on the scooter, just shroomed out. And we can't fire. confirm if anyone else was there. Cannot confirm not. if anyone else was there for sure. Like it was it was just me by myself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's crazy. You want to hear? It's a qu- super quick, but oh, yeah, totally. Um, and it was weird because I was the one that reached out, and I feel like I should reach out again. But I originally reached out to Snotty Nose Res Kids like last year. They said yes, and I had this weird thing at the time. If someone had just done an interview, I didn't want to have them on, so I turned them down after I figured out they had just done an interview. Oh, what? And I'm like, motherfucker. That's crazy. So I need to reach back because I hope they're coming to Seattle again soon. They're, but... I think they're coming this week. Oh, if shit. you want to set it up, those are the homies. We can set it up. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. That's no, I so just funny. I just played a show with them in Albuquerque, New Mexico for like, uh, fuck, what were we playing there for? Anyways, but we were- uh, Yeah, shit. bro. It was fire. Like, and, I, and like I said, bro, like the native community is small. So I've known about those guys forever. Yeah. They've known about me forever. But it was the first time we really got to kick it. And those are like the homies now. Mm. Those are like my guys. Like I've never really like met- some native rappers that I'm like, oh yeah, these are like yeah. my guys. So you know what I'm saying? But Sonny, those red kids and me are cut from a very similar cloth. I like those Hell guys. Yeah, those are good. they're cool. Yeah, I'd love they're to cool ass that dudes, bro. And they can spit too. They're dope. I uh, did you meet the police officer on the show? Zon? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my guy. He's I, actually I got like, a couple of scenes with him. He's actually one of my favorite um um actors. Actually, oh for real? Yeah, he's my dad on, really loves him, bro. He's on the res, not the res. Why did I say the res? He's on Westworld. Yep. Yeah, so yep. that's how I. And would... he plays. He he normally plays more of like a badass, like kind mm-hmm. of a stern ass like dude. But in Res Dogs, he's yeah. kind of like a funny, like kind of like shitty cop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. he just got he got his own. Sh- he just recently got his own show too. It was. Oh yeah, commercial. he's on like he's on like magazine covers and shit. He's popping. Yeah, he's baller. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fire. He being on that set, you learn a lot, bro. And not even from like people teaching you anything bro it's people just like do their shit and i'm like i remember watching zon do a scene and i was like oh damn he doesn't give a fuck but in the best way yeah like he's like i don't know he's just trying yeah his all everything he wants to try and they'll figure it out after he's yeah. like i don't it's not my job to make it look good it's my job to like do it yeah it was tight bro it was really cool to watch it was really cool to watch so are music videos and acting is completely different oh it's so fucking different it's mm. so fucking different because being an act like music videos stress me out bro i hate having a whole set of people there for just me yeah i hate like i hate how everyone's asking me questions that aren't my job to answer mm. on music videos i hate but you're a director too so yeah. maybe it makes a little bit sense. no definitely but like but there's but there's moments where like i wasn't directing on the music video and i'm like handling like getting shit and i'm just like bro like that shit sucks but uh but mainly it was the the pressure of it all of like i'm working hella hella hard to make the shot happen and now it's time for the shot snap into rapper mode it's like be the coolest guy in the Mm. world on camera and it's like bro i'm like sweating because i had to run and grab like water bottles for for like the staff yeah you know what i'm saying like what the fuck are we doing here but when you're acting it's like i was just a piece of a big puzzle and it was so tight because everyone's so appreciative of your piece yeah 
You know what I'm saying? When you're a rapper, it's like, we're all here for this fucking asshole. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But when you're on a set, it's like, do you need any water? Like, that was awesome. Like, did he did it go to too real of a place? Like, do you need to, like, take a break? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's very different. Like, damn. Yeah. But I will say, act being on music videos made the acting shit way easier because, like, I've had, I've been in, a, I've had to, like, just put it on for a whole 50-person crew. Yeah. Like, just like that. Yeah. So it's not hard. Like I can tell other kids, like even the trained actors, like kids who are like on Broadway and shit are like, were on the show and you can tell like they kind of got nervous. Cause then not everyone's made for cameras. I too. guess so. Yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day that was like the difference between like a freaky ass girl and a porn star is like two a, bears, one cave that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're like, freaky <laughs> ass. it's like, is uh yeah, I fuck with them. Yes. But he, it was, what did he say? It was, it was basically like a freaky ass girl can't always be a porn star yeah and a porn star is dude, not that always came a freaky out like ass a few days ago i listened to that podcast dude bro. that's so funny yeah i love that shit. and a, a porn star cannot always be a freaky ass girl mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's just one of like not everyone who does music videos can act and yeah. not everyone who acts can fucking has rhythm you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's crazy yeah it's um bert just brought back the what is it called that cooking show everything's burning or something yeah and the new episode just aired today it's I fuck with them. Bobby Lee and Mark Norman as the guests. And it's kind of weird because I know Mark is kind of awkward, but when he's on Joe Rogan or whatever, it's like yeah. everyone's awkward, so it's good. Yeah. But like Bobby Lee's on a whole nother, another level of awkwardness. Yeah. So it was kind of weird to think you'd think it would be a good and just a mix my opinion, of it all. But it was like Bobby Lee and uh, Mark Norman together, which is awkward. Yeah, I'm not the weird. biggest Mark Norman fan. But really? Yeah. You don't like, do you like his comedy now? Oh, he's, he's dope. Yeah, he's dope. I like he's cool. his comment. He's, he's I, I just don't enjoy the. I don't enjoy his podcast. Yeah, me either. But he's he's funny though. I fuck with him. I really like Tom Segura. I really like him. Yeah. Bert's cool. But I was just watching the other day, and Tom Segura was shitting on uh, Bruce Springsteen yeah. and Tom Petty. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy when half your comedian friends are fucking hacks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, complete, like you're going to call Bruce Springsteen. And that's just me being annoyed, though, because yeah. like, you can't disrespect Bruce Springsteen around me. Yeah, how do you. <laughs> Okay, that's a good question. How do you, like, it's it's different than the milestone question because how do you how do you stay like humble? Because I, I, it's kind of similar to the milestone question. Like, how do you know you're doing the right thing? But similar to like, how do you know you have like the right people around you? I guess you did say okay, a lot of them yeah. are, like came up with you, which helps a little bit. But I guess what? How do I stay humble, or how do I like maintain perspective, or both? Because I guess this being yeah. humble is not hard, bro. Like being humble is really not hard. Just because I have does that maybe sound like a backwards like oxymoron thing to say? <laughs> but being humble is not hard. Just because like I fucking have hard days, just like everybody else, bro. Yeah. Like I've. I had to pay the IRS a bunch of money the other day. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's not hard to be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just dropped a project and like release days are the most humbling thing in the world because it's like you think like the world's going to like be yours for the day and then you just like release it and then you like do the dishes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's really not hard to be humble for me at least just because I'm like, maybe I'm a little pessimistic. Maybe I'm a little like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know. I maintain perspective though, because like I said, you take a step back and you go. There's kids with like, there's kids across the country who have their my portrait on their body. Mm. I'm able to sell out cities that I am not from, and I've only been to one time. Yeah, I like. There's never been a like a Navajo rapper on the BET Awards. Yeah, there's never been a kid from Seattle who rapped and then got his way into a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so. I maintain perspective on the hard days by being like, 
there's milestones there's achievements we have but like i said it's not hard to be hum- it's not hard to be humble just because like yeah those those achievements are cool as fuck but like what's it mean at the end of the day you know yeah. what i'm saying like i don't know that's a good that's a good point because bert was saying i think this was the episode that dropped on monday this of this week he was saying like he gets nervous about coming up with new ideas mm. like like oh what if i want to have a new t- cooking show or if i want to yeah. do this because no matter what he says he could be like i want to create an only or whatever he wants to do yeah. everyone's going to be like that's a brilliant idea you should wow. do it because he's fucking selling out arena so whatever he wants yeah. to do, people are going to say yes to yeah you know that's a mean? crazy that's a crazy yeah i don't know i think too like what what what'll like humble me or like give me perspective too is that like i don't know i'm like half a decade in so i've like learned that like rap is not the be all end all it is the be all end all because like this is what i love to do i wake up every morning and i'm like looking at like rap gossip you know what i'm saying like like i have i got i don't know important things about politics but i know about rap beef hot new hip-hop you know what i'm saying i know about like or like bars or at rap Mm -hmm. on instagram you know what i'm saying like like there's, there's important things I should know and I know a lot about rap music and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. the humbling the humbling that comes with that is just like, I don't know, bro. Like, if you're not a part of the zeitgeist, if you're not like hot right now, if you're not in conversation, it's easy to be like, well, it's all a rat race. It's all like, mm-hmm. it's all just meaningless. But like, not in a pessimistic way, but just in a way of like, it's not that serious. But do you ever think about like someone that did something viral being like, fuck, maybe I should be reaching out to them or something? Yeah, like, there's definitely like there's definitely artists that I, like I said no to being on tour with a rapper that like just blew up in the past two years that if I said who I said no to, yeah. everyone would be like, that was really dumb of you. You should definitely should have went on tour with bro. Like he fucked with you. Like what? Yeah. And I said no, just cause it's lame to me, bro. Like, yeah. That shit, like, 10 years from now, there's rappers that are, like, popping right now, walking award shows on TikTok, like, all that. They're going to say that that shit is, like, offensive in 10 years. They're going to be like, oh, I can't believe we let this shit fly. Right. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, and that's what it is. And I just know that, like, I'm on the right side of history, at least how I believe. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, like, yeah, it's, it gets hard, though, because, like, I definitely want to play the game sometimes. But, like, I've I've just gotten to the point where I'm, like, I'm, like, aggressively Travis Thompson to the fucking end of it you know what i'm saying like it is what it is and you have people you can like bounce ideas and feelings off of yeah bro like i don't know i've definitely had ideas for like other ventures and shit and i have i have good people around me who are like that's a terrible idea yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah i'm learning to not always act in the moment because sometimes you do need to think yeah decisions and all that Nah, real shit like learning not to act in the moment is one of the biggest fucking things like you know what i really had to learn was to not take anything personal Uh, bro not taking shit personal is like is the hardest thing in the world, but it will change your fucking life. I get paid. Like, if you, like, if we're just gonna keep it a bean, bro, like, Dead Prezies, like, is the song I've put more money into than any other song in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I rented out fucking CenturyLink to film my music video there. Like, I got an LA set with G-Eazy on it. You know what I'm saying? We put bread into that. He dropped a song on the same day. Um, His own song with a whole other video. Mm. And... And I feel like any other artist, and this was like my major label single. Yeah. Any other artist, not any other, most artists would take that shit to heart. Yeah. Most artists would be like, what the fuck, dude? You sabotaged the biggest moment of my life. The biggest, but you know what that does? It gets you fucking nowhere. Yeah. It gets you nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And like, people can decide of whether or not they thought that was a cool move on his part. But at the end of the day, like, bro showed up 
for the video and did the shit. If I were to sit here and take it personally, that's only going to make me less money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm going to get a, have a chip on my shoulder for the next video. And all of a sudden I, I'm not friends with the guy I'm shooting a video with. Like, it's just weird, bro. Like not taking shit personally and saying, please. And thank you has like changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But his name is Gerald. Hey man. Hey, it's not, I, I, I fuck with bro. Like that's the thing. Like, Shout out I, but, the, but he's not the only one on the fucking album. Like, yeah, the, like all the other features on that album, like besides Coda, like they didn't really push it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, but if I take that that's shit, perspective right there though, too, you feel me? Like, yeah, I had a major label debut and they, it's not like I hit up. It's not like the label hit up these artists. I hit them up and I said, Hey bro, can yeah. you do a song? And they were like, Hey bro, I got you bro. And then that shit happens. Dude. I feel that all the time. Like I'll have, crazy artists come into the studio mm-hmm. and then we'll be having the greatest time talking and then afterwards like nothing I'm like wow yeah bro that, so I that's so yeah bro music. it's perspective but as soon as yeah. you take this shit personally it's gonna fuck up the whole business yeah as soon as you you're gonna do you're gonna con, you're gonna do make worse connections because you're like well this guy's gonna walk out of here and not give a fuck yeah but you will make a worse conversation happen because of that yeah. so it's like taking like bro like I, I'll watch people take shit personally and ruin their whole lives like like, I mean, if look you want, what Stan if, did. Look, I mean, look what Meek Mill did to himself. Yeah, true. He didn't ruin his whole life. He's a fucking millionaire who's successful as it gets. You know what I'm saying? And he's like beat a whole thing. But look, he Meek Meek Mill like Meek Milled himself because he took something personal. Yeah, taking shit personal will kill you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know, bro. And there's there's obviously like sticklers who are like, no, I take this shit personal because I put my personal finale into my art and it's all personal it's like cool shut the fuck up like go make some money then like i bet you won't you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't know it's yeah not taking shit personal that that album was specifically hard because like g posted a song kyle i think i just dropped coda mm-hmm. got had his whole like scandal a week after it was oh a, i forgot about bro that. it was like everything that could have gone wrong with that album went wrong wow but i had to just like soak it up and be like it's lit because wow. it was lit, but like at the end of the day, it was like none of it went how it was supposed to go. That's why Easy was supposed to be at Seattle and it got canceled. He Damn. was supposed to come to CenturyLink. DK Metcalf was supposed to be in there and he flaked. And it's like, can't take that personal, bro. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Can't take it personal, bro. Because it all comes back. Like, it all comes back. Wow. That's yeah. a good point. Holy shit. You know what I'm saying, bro? And like, there's a specific artist I did the BT Cypher with. Yeah, the BET Cypher was I went to the BET Awards he didn't know who I was mm. and I'm like bro we were in a room a hot ass room rapping together all day long for the BET Awards Yeah, and you're like I, he knew who I was he's just being a weirdo but like if I would have took that personally I might have done something corny like I, you know what I'm saying bro yeah. like I don't know taking shit personally will kill you yeah damn yeah we've been damn. like when this whole shit's over i'm gonna write like a memoir and it will make a bunch of rappers look so crazy i'm not trying to be like an expose like gossiping ass bitch but like <laughs> but like but i swear to god like we've done i've just like held my tongue for so much shit just because like, i don't want to like if if you see travis thompson on the internet complaining about another rapper it's a bad look yeah it's like it's a corny look it makes me look like a little guy or like when Lupe Fiasco or anyone does it, like people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, bro. You like I mean? it's just being bitter, even if it's justified, it's not a good look. Yeah. Even if you have every right to be bitter, if you're, if people think you're bitter, you're cooked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just on, uh, yeah, I have like beefs, not beefs because I'm not that kind of guy. I've never beefed anybody really, but I have like complications with a lot of people right now that I'm holding my tongue and just like shouting them out in interviews and showing love just because I don't give a fuck like yeah. you know what I'm saying it is what it is can we talk about your Drake beef <laughs> <laughs> shit I would love to have a Drake beef fuck I would love to have to go uh, up if I had some Drake beef fuck <laughs> no I'm playing but yeah 
But let, let's let's talk about your new album. Tell the audience. Uh, EP, my bad. You good, you good. It's called If I'm Alive, that is. And it's like five songs. And it's just songs I've been wanting to, been like ready to put out for a second. Like a lot of these songs were like a year old where I was like a year ago, like, hey, Epic, let's just put out Careless when we guap that. And mm-hmm. it was like getting static. And I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Just let me put out a song. Like, what do you, come on. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really just a collection of songs. And the title is really just kind of to make a statement or like comment on like where I'm at specifically. Just mm-hmm. like, I felt like we kind of like bounced for a second. So it was like, if I'm alive, that is. Mm-hmm. And it's also a commentary on like the world. Like everyone's trying to make plans, but the world's so fucked up and crazy. That's like, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow, bro. I don't know where, no, I don't know what next week is going to look like. So it's really just like, if I'm alive, that is like, yeah, yeah I'll be there. If I'm alive, that is, you know what I'm saying? But do you think it's any different than any of the other projects? Like sonically? <laughs> or? I think sonically it's, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. It's more like, just like each song. I think there's one like rapping ass rap song, but it's just kind of fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not like such a cohesive, like heartfelt, vulnerable, like body of work. I think that's yeah. what I've, I've always done that. I've always been like, this is all layers and connected and it's like this is this song and this song and this song this song is just like some like fuck it bro like I want to put these songs out I want to like get people warmed up for this me and Jake one album fuck yeah. it let it go yeah yeah hell yeah what is what is your favorite song on the EP I really like Careless Careless is like I feel like I feel if you fuck with Careless you're you're gonna fuck with the whole direction I'm going in I feel like I found a perfect happy medium of like my sound kind of of like I don't know for a long time, I couldn't figure out myself. I was trying to like nail down exactly what I wanted to do musically. And I feel like Careless is a good representation of that, of like, it's like dark and moody. We've always had dark, moody songs, but it's also like kind of like fun mm-hmm. and it's melodic, but it's also like kind of West Coast bouncy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just trying to make like weird ass West Coast music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm a weird ass West Coast kid. Do you like New York though? Like, would you do like a West Side I fucking love New York. And I, I mean, I'm working on an album with, Jake one right now so yeah, like some of those beats true. were definitely like for Griselda or something mm-hmm. or like for you know what I'm saying but uh, yeah I really love the East Coast I love going to New York I think what makes me mad about people from New York sometimes is like when you talk to someone from the West Coast you're like hey this is what we love over here like da 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 but we also listen to everything Yeah. if you go to the East Coast it's like this is what we like that other shit that shit don't even matter bro like what if it ain't popping in New York it ain't nothing and it's right. just like and then they say pussy at the end yeah <laughs> you shitting me you know what I'm saying like bro and I'm, I just I really yeah, I really, I really don't like how people treat West Coast music out there. Mm-hmm. It makes me really mad. Just because, like, I'm a West Coast ass. That's what I listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what I'm playing in the car. Like, I don't know. It's, But I love New York. And also, I love, like, spitting. I love fucking, like, yeah. raw ass, like, hip-hop beats and shit. So, like, I love New York. But sonically, yeah. I can't say New York was, like, an inspiration at all. Also, one last question about the rec label stuff. So, when you, when you go on press runs, how much is that of you building a relationship with like Sway or anything like that or versus the label coming forward and be like, you're going to be on this tomorrow, this, this, this. Oh, it's all the label. Got it. It's all the label. I mean, there's, there's definitely things that like, like I don't want to say all because there's, there's press things that we've got just off of the strength of being who like I, I got Sway and LA leakers just off of being me mm-hmm. before the label. I got mm-hmm. Sway and LA leakers before the label, but like a label has relationships and it just it's a whole game of it all like you could have 5,000 followers but if you're if you're a major labels new person they'll roll the red carpet out for you yeah at the at the serious fm or whatever xm or whatever so like i don't know it was mostly label shit but it was also like the homies like 
I maintained a lot of good relationships off of just being a decent kid. And like I said, saying please and thank you has changed my fucking life. Yeah. Like you want to, you want to, you want some please and thank you. The BT cipher that happened in 2019, Dave East cancels. And there was a girl that worked there named Jamie, I believe is her name. And there's shout out Jamie. Shout out Jamie and shout out Brittany. Jamie and Brittany. Davies cancels. Mm. They're like, fuck, we don't have anybody. Like, who do we hit up? Jamie was just a fan. And she hit up Epic being like, hey, would Travis Thompson like to come to BET site? So, and, but she had, I met her doing random press shit. Yeah. At, like when I pulled it to BT and like, they were just fans off of my vibe of me saying like, please and thank you and Gotta being be a nice. decent person and like showing up to the label being like, or the offices being hella cool. Like little shit like that is organic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like moments like that are beautiful because like I would have never got to BT Cypher if I wasn't just a decent person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, who, who are like some artists that you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with? Uh, Isaiah Rashad is yeah. probably my favorite rapper right now. You probably get that. You, you went on tour yeah, no, with Tembe. He follows me and shit. I DM'd him and shit. I was like, uh, hey, bro, like, you're my favorite rapper. And he was like, much love, bro. Da, da, da. But uh, so Isaiah Rashad. But I'm working with Jake one. So I feel yeah. like that's my that's my that's my in right now. Uh, I just hit I just sent the song. I just sent a song to the cool kids. Okay. So me, the cool kids and Jake one going to do. I don't know. Hopefully that they send it one back. One of my I can't Seattle artist friends just got one of the I forget which. He just got one of the members of Cool Kids on his new album oh, fire. coming out. So it's, yeah. probably, it's probably Chuck. I forget who Probably Chuck, is. yeah. Okay. But uh, I really want to work with Isaiah Rashad. I want to work with... I mean, Lil Wayne is my favorite rapper of all time. So, I, yeah. So, I was like, at eight years old. Yeah. Bro, crazy. I was just, I was just uh, yesterday having an argument. I was like, he's the Michael Jackson of rap. And people were not fucking with me. But I, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You can't compare anyone to Michael Jackson. So, as soon as you say, like, Michael Jackson, people are like, wah. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I get it. No one will ever be Michael. Yeah. No one will ever be that. But if you had to make a comparison in rap music, who has had somewhat of a similar nah, see even already people are like shut the fuck up Travis he's not turned off the episode <laughs> yeah exactly but like Lil Wayne um, Isaiah Rashad I really like to work with like Buddy yeah from LA oh yeah Buddy Smino Earth Gang mm-hmm. J.I.D. I get to you J.I.D. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying like J.I.D. was supposed to be on a couple songs but he it, it just hasn't worked out yet Damn. but his people fuck with me so so where do you where do you place in like the hip hop industry like that's how many CA, people boom that's a weird question like yeah I ask myself that every morning when yeah. I wake up I don't know bro like I just know that like most of the artists that I respect now see me as a peer like, hell yeah most of the artists I respect see me as a peer and whether or not like I'm like they consider me like on their level or surpassing them or below them like everywhere i go now i people are like oh yeah yeah much love i know who you are mm-hmm. and it's like for rappers you would have you wouldn't like it would blow people's minds sometimes you know what i'm saying like but we like i said we're half a decade in yeah you know what i'm saying so like and i rep seattle so if you if you bring up seattle you got to bring me up you yeah. have to so like but how yeah. does that work also, by the way? So how how did you get to the place where you are in Seattle where you're like on a totem pole versus like, I don't even know if they would put well, Davey because- or Paris Alexa. Like a lot, there's a lot of people that don't know who either of those people are, but like they'll put you with up there. Also, you've worked with Macklemore and so no, I get lot, you. Like, I, people put you. I think it just comes from the, the proximity to like what people consider blowing up. Okay. Of like, yeah, of like 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 little milestones, like a BT cipher or like a rap caviar post, okay. or a fucking whatever the game may be. Like, I think people put me up there just because one, we have like millions of streams, and we get features from like people that are like you know what I'm saying. The game fucks with me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like people are out here fucking with me. So like I don't know. 
it's all perspective though it's all mm. i don't know i think i think people put me on a totem pole because native american yeah i was gonna make that <laughs> joke too i don't know really just because we've we've been half decade in bro we've been here for a second and we've sold out a bunch of shows in seattle and like i don't know we're yeah. like under, it's undeniable at this point yeah. at least here at least here you know yeah. what i'm saying why do you have just like your name as your rap name? Do you think rap names are kind of corny? Or no, I if I if I could go back, I'd go by Lil Trav. Okay, I think I feel like that's hard. Like Lil, Lil Trav. Trav, I feel like that'd be super fire. Like I'd love because I'll go I'll go places and people are like, are you Travis Thompson? And I'm like, I wish they asked me if I was Lil Trav. <laughs> that's fire. Just because I feel like there would be more separation. <laughs> Lil Trav. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it'd be fire, but uh, I don't know. I just I have a goofy ass face. Yeah. I have like I, I have like a I can't be anything but me. Yeah. So try even in the beginning, trying to come up with a rap name was crazy to me. Yeah. When I was in middle school, I used to, I used to rap and I call myself Young Travesty. Okay. Young Travesty. I get it. But other than that, I've just never needed one. Just never. I just felt like trying. Yeah. It felt like trying. Yeah. Ryan Carvey. I remember he told he was trying to convince me to make my rap name. It's Trav. It's Trav. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. And I was like, eh. but. I don't know. It just felt like trying, and I just don't want to like come off like I'm trying hella hard. Do you think you're stuck in your aesthetic now, like the the JB mm, haircut? That's a crazy. Could you switch up? Or no, like, I'm definitely gonna. I I'm definitely gonna cut it at some point. Right. Just because like you can't be 30 with this haircut. Terrible move. <laughs> Terrible fucking move. Like so, I'll be. Yeah, I, I still have some time before 30, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you can't be a grown ass man with a Justin Bieber haircut. Yeah. So like, I'll definitely change it at some point. But now it's still kind of like I wouldn't say stuck, but it makes me go up. Yeah. Like if I get a good placement or a spot or like something and I just don't wear a hat, the views are double. Yeah. And Damn. it's like and it's 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 like a it's just it's like a shitty little like loophole. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, bro, hate my haircut. Fuck yeah. it. I need to pay bills. Hate it. Comment on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you said you said that you're goofy. Is that where people when people think of you in hip hop? I said like, I have a goofy ass face. Hey. I wouldn't say I'm a goofy ass like vibe. So what is your vibe in like the industry? Are you like the Bad, you're not the bad boy. Fuck no. Like I, no, I just think I'm a cool ass native smoker kid, okay. skater kid from Seattle, bro. Like, yeah. Like if you if you go like I remember I pulled up on to Wale show and I was like, what's up, bro? I'm Wale. Uh, what's up, I'm Wale. <laughs> I'm I'm like, what's up, bro? I'm Travis. Da, da, da. He's like, bro, I know who you are. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, what are you? Ta-? He was like annoyed that I was like introducing myself. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of a factor. <laughs> like I'm like, oh what like. I'm kind of a factor. And it, like, you shouldn't be engaged if you're a factor or not if Wale knows you. I don't know. But it was one of them things where I was just like, oh shit, like, I've been around long enough so you've seen it on a timeline before. Yeah. At least one time. Every rapper. Yeah. I I don't give a fuck who it is. Yeah. Like, the biggest rappers in the world have scrolled past me before. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I walk around with the confidence of, with the humbleness of like, I don't give a fuck who knows me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know myself. But at the same time, like, I'm, you can't, play me because come to seattle and ask around they'll tell you exactly what it is yeah you know but it's bigger than seattle but like i said come around what separates you from like your peers that came up around your i time? think what separates me from my peers is consistency mm, like that's a good you made a good yeah consistency like every no matter even if you see me like go ghost for a second i come back with something that surprises you like oh shit travis is mm-hmm. every fucking time and that's what i'm gonna do every time bro like because if you're not making the shit constantly better than the last time, it's just going to go straight into the ground. And two, it's it's an optics game, bro. Yeah. Sometimes I'll post some and I know it's like, I'll be like, ugh, corny. But like, it'll, it'll like, it'll make people look at me in a whole new way. Yeah. And like, it's just, 
knowing what impresses people and playing the optics game, bro. Like, you know, but people, and also it's consistency. It's, it's like substantial music. Like we, we talk about things we, and like I said, bro, like, no, you gotta, you gotta know what numbers mean too. like having a million followers and having a million, say like YouTube video views are so different. Yeah. I would take those YouTube video views any day of the fucking week. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like a lot of a lot of numbers don't mean anything even when they're big. Yeah. Or like, like my 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 post made only have like a hundred comments, but there's like there was only like three thousand likes on it, so it was like do you a, read comments? A better hell yeah, but it was like a better majority commented than your majority. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a lot of people have big numbers that don't mean anything. Yeah. So like when you when you compare me to other people, you can be like, oh yeah, that person's bigger, but they can't sell out Salt Lake City or not. I, I can't, I've never sold out Salt Lake City, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can't pack out Denver. Yeah. You can't put 400 people in a room in Denver. Yeah. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. That's why we're different. Cause maybe like the new album isn't on all these playlists and getting reposted by whoever the fuck, but I have a substantial movement. Yeah. It's tangible. Yeah. You can go, you can come to where I'm from and feel it. He's an actor now. I'm an actor now, but, you know, but it's like, it's really just having a tangible movement. That's why. Yeah. Like, we haven't gone anywhere so it's like you're kind of forced to fuck with it yeah you know what I mean? that's super cool you're you have an inspiring come up honestly. hey thank you man i'm trying i'm still coming up so yeah. i'm just i'm still trying to like i don't know i think what separates uh other cities and us is that motherfuckers will be two years in in seattle and be like man Mm. like I just man da, 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 da. like my friends I used to make music with it don't make music with me no more it ain't fun no more like I put out a song it only got 10,000 streams in six months it's like yeah bro get the fucking work this yeah. shit is not pretty bro like I'm not running with a lot of the same people I came in this game with I'm not like like I don't know like you have to move the goalposts for your own sanity sometimes bro but if you don't throw shit at the wall it's never gonna work out Yeah, you know what I'm saying so like a lot of kids well, like you said about podcasts, mm-hmm. they'll have a podcast for three, six months and yeah. it's gone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, bro, you're going to have bad episodes. You're going to be in the red. And it's like, you just got to stick it out. Yeah. A lot of other people stick it out. I'm 300 episodes in. You got to stick it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. All <laughs> it takes is one episode and one funny ass clip to change everything. 100%. Everything. So like, that's what you have to realize, bro. Like, and also at the same time, like the people who already fuck with it are appreciative of the work. Yeah. Even if they don't say anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I remember I I just searched my name on Reddit like last night. Just yeah, fuck it, whatever. I searched my name on Reddit last night just to see what if anyone was talking about it. And there was just one. Who the fuck keeps calling me? But so I searched my name on Reddit, and uh, the main post, the top comment was just like, "Oh, like new EP, that's dope." Like Travis Thompson's always someone I really enjoy, but then I forget when when it's uh, Mm. forget when it's da 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 da, and it's just like. Okay, word. So like you do appreciate me, but I just haven't grabbed your attention yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, bet. I that's a, that's the aspect. Like I've I've gotten in front of people now. It's like, how do I make them stay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just having the wherewithal to know that like I'm half a decade in and I'm still coming up. Yeah, that's crazy. How, has that flown by or is it like Yeah, the pandemic like... made it fly by a little bit cuz yeah. like it feels like I'm only like cuz I really didn't I wasn't making money until 2018. And the pandemic happened twenty twenty, so it felt like I had like two years of being a rapper, mm-hmm. you know. And then now I'm kind of just like, well, what the fuck is we even doing now? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but it's a, it's a trip. It did fly by, bro. It yeah. did, it did really fly by. But 
to other people, to people in Seattle, I've been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. To people in the game, I'm like, I'm still brand new. Yeah. So I, I use comedy as the perfect, I've been using it a lot lately because I'm just mm, so invested into it lately. I feel but like that's that a, a lot of comedians don't release a special or an album. For the first like five years. Yeah, five to 10 years, yep. you know, versus like if you're an artist, you might release something the first month you start making music. I think, yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedy nerd. So I always hear people say that. And I think a lot of it speaks to they were whack. <laughs> just let's just be real. Because like you, there's a lot of artists like or a lot of comedians who like have done it in the shorter amount of time but they also use social media as like a mm-hmm. as like a leverage point yeah so like but they're still grinding it out in the clubs you know yeah. what i'm saying they're still out here doing that shit but like i don't know a lot of comedians will be like 10 years until it's like you're not good bro you're not good <laughs> that's you're, true you're not good sorry bro like yeah yeah like it is what it is like a lot of a lot of like comedians want other comedians to go through the shit they went through because they're a comedian i'm like nah you're just not fire brother like yeah. i don't know what to tell you like enjoy your um, but anyways i'm i just i really love comedy so i i yeah. I, I, I bro but people like donald glover or like brandon wardell or like pete holmes i'm yeah. like they are Pete Holmes is more of like an old or like John Mulaney but he's still kind of, you know what I'm saying though there's yeah. a lot of exi- Dude, you know who I fucking love right cool. now Shane Gillis do you like Shane, Shane Gillis? Gillis is great yeah, yeah. I think I, sometimes he says some crazy <laughs> shit that <laughs> I can't get down with but <laughs> he does but he's hilarious bro yeah. he's hilarious yeah That's right. but there's a yeah but there's it's just showing up every day bro it's just showing up every day bro like regardless of whether or not motherfuckers is mentally even sane or financially okay i show up every single day from 2015 to now yeah you know what i'm saying no matter what's going on in my life like death in the family fucking like girlfriend troubles whatever the fuck it would be i yeah. show up every day to do the job yeah. so it is what it is and it's led him here to the nast podcast led all here to the nast <laughs> podcast you know what i'm saying exactly i'm dead um you've honestly dropped so many gems so i don't want to say what's some final advice how i usually end mm. it um but what are, what are some final words for, for your fans and the audience listening? Um, I think the final words are what I would like to leave people with is that, like I was saying before, bro, like I'm a half a decade into this shit. Like you can't get rid of me. You're stuck with me yeah. and I'm going to get better every single fucking time. And I'm going to keep surprising people every year with a new thing that makes people go, oh shit, Travis from Seattle is kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just... I'm really grateful that I feel like people have stuck with me for what feels like a long time. But at the same time, like, I don't know. We're still brand new in this shit. I don't know what, I, like I was saying before, bro, like in Seattle, a lot of it feels like there, you could, you're either this or you're nothing. Yeah. And as what I want people to realize is like, there's a middle ground at where people are millionaires and very successful and other cities have caught on. And this city is kind of not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna be one of the first people to be like to show that you can like rap and act and have a successful millionaire career without needing like top forty songs. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So, and if, if we get a top forty song, that's still the goal. I'm not out here being like I'm gonna da 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 da. But at the end of the day, like I'm, I've kind of like took myself out the rat race for a little bit just because I don't fucking care, bro. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't care. But I don't know. I'll never stop, bro. I'll never stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here until I'm old and gray. You feel me? Yeah. So hell yeah. yeah. Um, quickly, I forgot how I I met Travis. I met him through Kembe X. That was oh super shout out cool. Kembe X. Yeah, that yeah. was a funny. That was a funny night. Yeah, that was. Um, 
Yeah, since I've met you, I, I think you're a cool dude. I'm happy we're Thank able you, to bro. do this. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't say it's a long time coming. I think it just came at the right time. Yeah, hell know? yeah, um, hell yeah. So I'm happy we did this. You're the second guest uh, three years into my podcast now. Hey, so, hell um, yeah. I love it. Congrats, yeah. bro. For Thank real. You. Showing up. Um, this will be out after this aired, but his new episode on Reservation Dogs just it's came out. out. Go watch Reservation Dogs in general, bro. Go get a Hulu subscription. Binge that motherfucker. There's never been a show like Reservation Dogs ever in mm-hmm. the history of TV. And it's very important and it's funny and it's awesome. So go watch it. And uh, go stream his new EP. If I'm alive, that is. And me and Jake One got a crazy ass album that's coming very soon. Hell yeah. And what is the easiest way for people to reach you? Uh my like social media handles is at Travis X Thompson. So at Travis the letter X T H O M P S O N. And Boulevardboy.com. I don't know. Yeah. Just look go- hit a Google one time, fuck with your boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> In twenty sixteen on the Casey Carter episode. You're saying that there's like some fishing guy named Travis oh, Thompson, wow. and that's why you there's don't a, have it. Yeah, there's a fishing. I, you know, it's, I sold my at name to him <laughs> for like 350 bucks back in like 2017, and I needed it. I needed that money for like a video or something. But yeah, like, hey, there's two Travis Thompsons. There's a Travis Thompson who's a really big fishing guy, and then there's another Travis Thompson who's a UFC fighter. Oh shit! And like, he just hit me up though. He was like, "I'm trying to walk out to a Travis Thompson song." I'm like, okay, man, let's go crazy. So, yeah, I'm the best Travis Thompson, though, for sure. There we go. And I'm the best Blake Burton. Damn right. There we go. This is the NAS Podcast with Travis Thompson. And we did it.